got a nice picture here on my sheet of paper of the uh, Casey, uh, the guy who escaped prison with that prison guard, the female prison guard. I got a yeah, picture of yeah. him, and I'm like coloring in his hair and his mustache. I'm giving. Oh, really? And I'm having fun. You're like doing a, a makeover book. on him for, for yeah. court, maybe? <laughs> yeah, and it looks pretty good. Uh, I'll have to show it to you sometime. I think you'd like it. Um, I was thinking about them the other day, and I said, now, how did they think this was going to turn out well? Like, you well, know, like they got out of prison, and now they're hiding somewhere. There's a, you know, an all-bulletin, you know, man hunt for them they can't show up anywhere and uh yeah they thought they had this so well planned out well i get why the dude is into it he's in for life in prison i don't know exactly well what yeah of crime course is. Um, I'm, so he's having you know, a blast i don't questioning know what... that yeah he's looking yeah. for a few days anywhere out of right. jail but her like she had you know she had a life and he's um, in love she really did plan it. You know, she took money out of the bank, bought some cars. Uh, what else did she do? She retired. You know, like her retirement was going to come through after all this. <laughs> you know, like they're going to send me money from the corrections department after I helped a guy break out of prison. In case you don't know what we're talking about, we're talking about this uh, corrections officer, Vicki White, 56-year-old woman, just about to retire from the prison system you know she was a guard uh so she uh had a romantic relationship with convicted murderer casey white well they never call it a sexual or love they're not sure they, they say they special. say it was they special. say they, they think it was a romantic relationship maybe so, i mean but you know that's just speculation because it's a man and a woman but they say she gave him special privileges but they don't think there was any physical hmm. shenanigans going on yeah, maybe because uh, she looked like uh, Benji when he dresses like a woman. You well, know? some people are into that, right? It's got to no. be a pot for every lid or lid for every pot. What are no, I don't, <laughs> Benji, but Benji dressed up as Ben She. <laughs> I mean, it was a wild look, but uh, I know if I ever go to prison for whatever reason, I'm going to find the first female guard that looks like Benji and declare my undying love for her. Absolutely. Get the fuck Just out. lay yeah. it on. <laughs> yeah, I <laughs> got my plan. Benji. Even in that Dana Mora thing, the woman was no beauty queen, obviously. Yeah. And she, these two guys, a young guy and an older guy, were both having sex with her. Mary Ann is on the phone, and she claims she can predict Bobo's question today. Uh, I see Bobo's that? on the phone. Bobo's on the... I don't know. I'm going to find out. And Bobo, this could be fun. Bobo is on the phone with his question. Let's see. Marianne, you're no longer in touch with Bobo. Is that correct? No, not at all. How are you, Howard? I love you. Thank you. Well, let me tell you that this is an interesting notion. You, you're not in touch with him, so you have no advanced knowledge of Bobo's question. Right. You feel you can predict his question today. Yes, I do. I'm going to try my best. I think today he's going to say, hey, now, Howard, uh, did you hear? What do you think of uh, Andy Warhol's painting of Marilyn Monroe sold for $195 million, Howard? Do you think that when you're long gone, one of your paintings will sell for more than that? 
Oh, what do you think, Howard? It sounds like uh, a Bobo question. It sure does. It sounds like you could be onto something. Well, <laughs> let's find out what Bobo's question is. Let's see if you win. Now, will Bobo abandon that question? I what already surprise? see. I see the question up here already on the screen, so I know yeah. what the oh. question is. Okay. Very. Now, good. I will tell you this: Mary Ann's question about Andy Warhol is a very bad question. So she could be. She could be right. <laughs> she could be onto something. <laughs> yeah. That, then that tells you how much time I, I wasted in my life spending it on the phone with him. All right. Let's see if Bobo's question is about Andy Warhol. Here we go. Good morning, Bobo. Hey, now. Hey, how now. you guys doing? We're um, good. Howard, some, <laughs> about a year ago, you said you started watching Manifest. And I want to know if you still have interest to watch the final season four, which Netflix, thank God, they picked up for. And it's going to you know, kick off in November. I love that show. That supernatural drama. Netflix. You're wrong. <laughs> Netflix dra- drama. <laughs> but, uh, Marianne, you were wrong. You I did not win. How do we know he's telling the truth now, Howard? How do we know he didn't change? Oh, no, you saw his question. I saw his question. Okay. Yes. I have to say, I think Marianne's question was better. And, better uh, than Bobo's, this one, yeah. Yes, Bobo's question was stupider than the one Marianne predicted. But all right, <laughs> that, was a good, that was a fun game. I don't even remember. The show Manifest, that's the one where they're yeah. on the airplane and they come back five yeah. years later. Oh, I, you know, you know, these shows, I watch them and then if, you know, they go away for so you long. Forget about make, you forget but, about them. I did watch that. When is that coming it's out? It's so Bobo? great. I love it. And what All I'm right. trying to do is find out why they were chosen to be resurrected. That's the biggest thing. How are you going to find that out, out, Bobo? I know how Robin he could he could call all his fans and ask them more <laughs> questions and he'll find out more answers. <laughs> Bobo acts like he's going to do an investigation of a TV show and find out how they got on no, that. No, play. no, I'm just saying from watching it. I'm trying Hi. to figure that out. This is Bobo. How are you? Will you continue to watch the show that you like? That is my question. <laughs> I, I love like it. the show. <laughs> but I love it. I love it. And I want to find out what is going to happen at the end. No, uh, you're going to sit and watch the show. You're not investigating anything. Howard. I'm, I'm trying to find out how this all happened. Well, you continue to brush your teeth in the morning before you go to bed. I know you used to brush your teeth. Do you still brush your teeth? Yes, I, I brush do, my Bubba. teeth, and I love it. <laughs> I love it, too. Well, all right. I'm Mary surprised Annie. you didn't go with the painting question, but it's, but how could you believe it sold for $195 million? Well, it went to, they said, an art, an, you know, an art um, trader. It went to an art trader. I will never paint. understand the world of art. Uh, the more I get into painting... And, uh, you know, listen, what you like to look at is so arbitrary and certainly uh, everyone is entitled to their own opinion. And that is where it begins. But the prices they stick on some of this shit. Andy Warhol was certainly a creative, a brilliant guy. But you look at some of that shit they sell that he scrawled out uh, on some of it. You're not even sure he painted it like he had a whole factory. Wasn't that a factory? Uh, like a... St- 
Yeah, just a screenshot, and then he like yeah. went over it with color. I mean, that's but that uh, in ninety something that was genius. Without all the computers and the technology we have now to just like Photoshop stuff. So like you got to say, give it to him. At that time, he had it, you know. But Warhol was a guy who wanted to sort of deconstruct the whole. He was goofing on the whole art industry and the the selling of some of these paintings by, quite frankly, doing a lot of shitty painting. And yet it worked. So now a lot of paintings that require skill and observation and real uh, talent um, have become useless. I mean, well, so a lot I of times, know- you know, it, with Banksy, the same thing is happening. He was anti-art. Right. And now his paintings go for hundreds of millions of dollars. I mean, I, I go I'm to thinking- uh, I'll tell you, I go to auctions sometimes online. And, uh, like, to me, some of the greatest paintings are these British watercolorists from, you know, hundreds of years ago. Uh, and also is some really great artists. And I, I go online and I look up the art. And sometimes for as little as $300, I get masterworks, originals, that I buy that, you know, used to go for hundreds of thousands of dollars. But now you can't sell them because... They're into this shitty art that, uh, well, they, you know, they fall out opinion. of favor. People start to get caught up in some weird thing. Trend, like a trend. Yeah. Trend. Yeah. 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 Like a trend. Yeah, the, the perfect word, Marianne. I may start, and, I may, I may get like a big, uh, I'm thinking blow up a big face of bubble and just throw shit at it like uh, Amber Heard and <laughs> probably <laughs> make a fortune. <laughs> and then maybe I'll like, uh, put that up on the market and see what I could get for it. There you go. All right. There you go. All right. Bobo Love and Marianne. Oh, Mar- and don't forget to check out my new Twitter account, which I added. Bobo Free Marion. Come and comment whatever you like about Bobo. I would appreciate it. A shameless plug, just like Bobo would do. Love you, Howard. All I need is Howard <laughs> in my life. Marion Free. Well, it Bobo sounds like uh, Marion and Bobo are still uh, at odds. Yes, we're and, at it. Um, yes, they are. Okay. There it's you go. It's over, Marianne it sounds Brooklyn. like. Yeah. Yeah, I was looking at the fan mail. Mary Ann taking a few hits. That some people oh. feel she's been very mean to Bobo. Um, oh, yeah. But I didn't get a kick out of all of that. Are you sure Bobo isn't writing all of those? <laughs> it could be. Listen, what do I know? Uh, let's see. Let me go through some of these comments the fans left for us. And uh, there's plenty to get to today. By the way, for those of you who are excited like I am, tomorrow's the date for Smashing Pumpkins and Jane's Addiction. Uh, yes, um, Perry and um, Billy will be here. And they're going to do some tunes. And we're going to talk. And it's going to be fun. Uh, because we're all about fun. F-U-N, right here on this show. <laughs> <laughs> we love sound? fun. <laughs> How's that sound? Woo, woo. Uh, Where's that? I, the sound of fun. <laughs> we, uh, I, I have a way of sucking the fun out of the word fun. <laughs> and so does that sound. <laughs> Will you continue to put your socks on before you put your shoes on? Thoughts. <laughs> I love putting my socks on first. Are you going to continue to watch the show you like? Yes, I am. <laughs> Thank you. Okay, so uh, the fans uh, do appreciate our talk regarding abortion. 
Howard, I loved your comments about Roe. I can't believe this country is still fighting for this 50 years later. Keep fighting the good fight. Well, you know, they this did is a what... survey the other day, um, CBS, I think, and they found that 64% of the country wants Roe left alone and mm. 39% want uh, it changed. So why are we here? 64% here. of the country is fine. We're here because a lot of these assholes who get voted in are voted in on other issues. People overlook the abortion issue. Yeah. So they get voted in on uh, all kind of wacky shit. That's but then they, they talk to these people and say they're going to do something for them. This mm. is 39%. Well, you got to sometimes be a one-issue person. Um, like... Someone says they're uh, against a woman's right to choose. I don't vote for them. You know, you got to draw a line in the sand because what you're saying is that women have no right to control their own body, that they're too stupid or too ignorant or Or evil or uh, they don't have a right. A man has to be able to tell them what they can do with a baby. But Mitch McConnell, he must be something his first wife you know i I just read little things about mitch mcconnell all the time trying to find out more and more <laughs> his first wife uh he had three kids with her right and it was like after the third one i forget how short a time after the birth of the baby she skedaddled out of there she was like that was all she could take and she ran and i don't mean run run but she was like i can't take this anymore and she became a feminist. She worked with Gloria Steinem <laughs> mm. and uh, oversaw the women's studies at some college. And I was like, wow, D- uh, Mitch McConnell turned her into not just a feminist, but one of the staunchest feminists in the world. Well, can you imagine fucking that guy? I mean, you're a woman. I mean, <laughs> give me a break. And he's living like an unnatural party. life. I have to say that, you know, they're always tagging people with unnatural isn't the purpose of sex to have children? He and his second wife have not had any children. Well, yeah, because they, you know, the same people, and, and here's the other point. The same people who are against this abortion are the same people, which makes no sense, want to make it illegal for same-sex couples to adopt. So I told you, we're overrun. I, I, I talked to some people yesterday on the air who say there are so many children in these group homes who can't get any love or life. If a, if a gay couple came in and said, we'll adopt a few kids, they, they would go, no, you won't. Up in arms, up in arms. Up they in go arms. crazy. So, yeah. Uh, Howard, but I'm not kidding what... that he's li- living in a natural life. You know, pretty soon, if these religious zealots get to tell you whether you can have an abortion or whether you can marry the person you love, they will soon be telling you it's mandatory for you to have children with some guy you don't want to have children with. This is what the Supreme Court becomes, Howard. This is what Republicans become, Nazis, Taliban. No matter what you call them, this decision is pure evil. Howard, men should be told that if they get their girlfriend pregnant, they will be responsible for child support if she can't get an abortion. That will change some opinions real fast. Hmm. Yeah, there's no rules for men in this thing. Mm Mm-hmm. Well, yeah. I wish the and any time you have to pass a law that doesn't apply equally to every citizen, it should be illegal. You cannot apply a law only to women.
I wish um, you're saying no abortions for men. Wow. That'd be horrible. Well, I'd like to abort a few retroactively, mm. if you will. <laughs> um, uh, you know, well, anyway, I, I uh, the whole thing is maddening. Uh, I find. And I wish like the Republicans would go back to being old school Republicans where they didn't want to invade your private life. Uh, they they were kind of a laissez-faire party. And then some of their views on the economy were good. And I don't know, but they've gone they've gone rogue and completely unhinged. And they latched on to the religious right agenda. Yeah, you know, yeah, Ronald Reagan used to give you know, a sort of wink to these people. He never went to those rallies. He wouldn't show up anywhere, but he'd go, you know, I'm on your side, you know. But uh now they've wholeheartedly jumped in there. They go to these things. They talk to these people personally. They they uh promote their agenda. And, you know, and then it's a weird agenda. They cut school funding. They cut welfare. They cut social services. But then and they, they want to give you children. Yeah. <laughs> but they want to give you more unwanted children. And yeah. there's no money to take care of these unwanted children. And they're a mess. Uh, I mentioned that many unwanted children end up in foster homes or the adoption system. One listener brought up a startling fact. Howard was dead on about the foster and adoption systems in this country. In fact, did you know that serial killers, son of Sam, Ted Bundy, Eileen Warnos. I don't even know who that is. That is the monster, the woman who was the biggest, the female serial killer. Oh, is that, that right? Uh, Charlie, yeah. Charlize Theron played and, oh, and won an I'm Oscar. I'm aware for. of her. Uh, the Hillside Strangler were all part of that system. Mm, okay. Well, I don't know. They should be proud. <laughs> very, I don't know if that's very, yeah, I don't know if people. that's, I don't know if that's true, <laughs> but, uh, okay. If someone wrote it to me. Look, uh, I hate to say this, of, but my parents were foster children. No, okay, well, there you go. Yeah. <laughs> um, yeah, everyone wrote me and told me, don't go to your high school reunion. It's fucking bullshit. I go, yeah, you're right. Let's see what they said. Yeah, believe me, I'm not going. You don't have to tell me I'm right. I mean, it's just like the only re the, this guy wrote this. The only reason to go to your high school reunion is to either show your classmates you did well for yourself or to look at their crappy lives and feel better. You don't need either, Howard. Stay home. Uh, Howard, a guy of your stature should not be going to high school reunions. You're you probably just make everybody feel bad. That's how I feel about it. Yeah, <laughs> you know, they're I don't feeling make them bad feel enough. Bad. <laughs> You're probably the most successful person to come out of that school, and everyone who treated you like shit is just going to want to be tight with you. It wasn't that people treated me like shit. It's, I was kind of invisible, you know? So, you know, it was just, I was a fucked up guy, too. I, I but had, the point is, you don't have anybody to go see. Who are you going to see? No, you got a name? I, I, hadn't, <laughs> I hated the town. I just hated living in that house with my parents. I just, just wanted out. Just wanted to get out, be on my own. And if there was somebody you, you know, liked, you would have stayed in touch with them. Yeah. You wouldn't be looking for them now. Yeah, there's only one guy I'm interested in staying in touch with uh, from all of my years uh, growing up, which is my my good friend, Dr. Lewis Weinstein. He's uh, He was my friend since fourth grade. We talk on a regular basis. Stay in and you've touch. never had to look for him. He's always been in your life. Yeah, no, he's a, he's a great guy. And uh, he was my college roommate. And he was always there for me. Always, my, he, I, he, I love him. 
he's a guy who was like a brother to me. I never had an actual brother, but when I lived in a, in a really bad place, in a horrible community, that quite frankly, white people were afraid of. He was the only white guy who ever came to visit me. <laughs> uh, the other fr- he was a brave man. He'd ride his bicycle. Wow. Yeah, we were, we were kids. We didn't have cars. Yeah, he wasn't in a car. <laughs> no, he would r- get on his bicycle and ride to visit me in Roosevelt, Long Island. And uh, I don't know one other white guy who would ever do that. Wow. Um, you know, I told you, I, there weren't many white people in my community. And, um, most people, most parents would say to their kids, do not drive your bicycle. Do not go anywhere, anywhere near this community. And, yeah, you um, would think that you'd never come back with your bicycle. But Lou, from time to time, would hop on his bicycle. And Lou was a tough guy, by the way. Not too many people would fuck with him. First of all, if we were uh, 13, 14 years old back then, he looked like a guy about 25 years old. He had full (laughs) body hair. He matured very early. He had all that hair even at 14? When we were 14, there were girls who would mistake him for like a college dude and hit on him. Wow. He was a good-looking guy, and uh, yeah, yeah, it was crazy. And then they'd find out he was 14. You know, he wore a jock strap. You know, I, I didn't have any hair on my balls when I was, like, 13. He had pubes. He had, a, you know, he had a mature penis. He had a he had thing a beard. going on there. He had, a, he had, like, he had a shave every day. Wow. I never shaved. You know, so uh, he'd get on his bicycle. He'd come visit me, and it was... Uh, quite moving and then i told you we ended up in a bizarre twist of fate uh, being college roommates i say bizarre twist of fate because he was a brilliant student straight a student who got into boston university six-year med right out of high school he was in medical yes. school now that's very rare that's like uh, uber smart to get into the six-year in other words you could finish medical school in you could finish years. the whole thing your bachelor's program everything. and everything in six years out of high school, he was smart enough to become a doctor, which was unbelievable. Like, you know, most people who become doctors go to four-year uh, undergraduate and then apply to medical school. Right out of which high is school. four years. Yeah. Right, that's right. Right out of high school, he got into um, uh, medical school, which was crazy. And I, and I, was, I was proud of him because my friend, I, my future was very, uh, let's say, hazy. You no were one really need knew a doctor, what. so you're glad. Well, I was proud of him and, and quite frankly envious, too, because his life was set up. In other words, he was going to have no problem making a living. I right, was, he knew where he was going. There was a straight path. I was his roommate, and I was like an idiot college. BU had a special program for morons. It was <laughs> nice. I mean, I couldn't have gotten into that school with my grades. I had never opened a book in high school. But they said, if you go to Moron College for two years and you prove yourself, if you if you graduate with uh, high honors and you apply yourself and show you're not an imbecile, we'll let you matriculate into the regular college school of communications. And it's I applied like myself. If, if you were a criminal, if you toe the line, That's we'll right. erase your record. Yeah. They said, there's no way you can get into Boston University unless you go to this idiot college we set up. Like a divi- like they even put it at the end of the university so that no one would see. It was a shame. Oh, it was in a almost off the campus. Yeah, you had to wear a bag over your head when you walked into the building. <laughs> so no one knew you went there. Like they when, when I would meet it. girls in college, 
I wouldn't even tell. I'd go, yeah, yeah, I'm a communications major. I'd lie. I mean, you, who, if you said they you went to They didn't even let BU, you declare a major? If you, no, if you went to BU Basic Studies, it meant you were an idiot in high school. The only thing, the only reason they'd accept you is, A, your father had money. You know what I mean? My dad was able to pay the tuition. And, right. and B, they, they could tell that you were an idiot, not because you were a moron, but because you were an, a, a, a reasonably smart person who didn't study. You know, I was upfront with them when I applied. I said to them, listen, I went to a really bad school. I received no fucking education in my early years. And I'm really not a moron. It's just I never really got the concept of opening a book. I didn't realize that. Now, that did might they, be good. Is, were these like high school classes? Yeah. Because you had to never... take chemistry. Okay. You, All right. Yeah. And then I got straight A's. And you know what motivated me? My father was paying. My mm. father was paying money for my education. And I went, well, I can't waste his money because Lord knows it's money's tight. My dad didn't make a lot of money. I said, if I'm going to go to college, it really, that's the secret to education for students like me. Make the parents well, pay. Then you feel guilty. That's a very mature thought because I know a lot of people who didn't care that their parents were paying. And they well, my- still messed up. My problem with public education is it's 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 free, so nobody values it. <laughs> <laughs> it's like the COVID vaccine. If you told these morons who won't take the COVID vaccine that they had to pay ten thousand dollars for it, they'd be out in the streets protesting that they 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 should be allowed to get it. They would cheat to get it, you know. They would they cheat would to get the it. Line. They, would, they would beg, <laughs> borrow, and steal to get it. It's free. That's the problem. What a country we live in. They got a cure for COVID and no one will take it because it's free. Stugats. You understand? So, you know, I ended up being college roommates with Lou, who was at the top of the heap. I was at the bottom. But every day I would walk down to the campus radio station and I would do the Howard Stern show. And uh, on uh, one night a week, I would do the King Schmaltz Bagel Hour with my friend Bob <laughs> Petrick. And we would do shtick, and we would um, we would do radio together. And uh, it wasn't uh, necessarily great, but it was uh, it was original. It was uh, innovative. And you know, I went and did radio, but I thought for sure I would never make a living at it. I really thought that I would be relegated to a, a disastrous future. I knew too many guys in radio who were way better than me who couldn't make a living in it. And uh, things look pretty bleak for me, but through it all, my friend Lou was always friendly with me. He never he made believed judgments. In you, didn't he? he believed Did he in say me, never that made... you were going to make it? You know, I don't know that we got into those kinds of conversations, yeah. but he didn't make judgments. I was his friend. Uh, he was a great roommate. If I was with a woman, he would leave the room and find himself uh, something to do. And when he was with a woman, which was way more often than me, I would leave the room and I'd be like, oh, fuck, I wish he was a little uglier. Because so uh, <laughs> I'm always out of the room. <laughs> and I, you want to know something? I didn't know what to do with myself when I was out of the room. <laughs> <laughs> I really didn't. I had nowhere to go. I, I, you know, they, the rule in college was if your roommate had a girl, you left. And, uh, you know, I would get girls from time to time and, and Lou would never complain. He, he disappeared. He never said to me, I didn't know where to go. He found something. Yeah, he, he got but busy. He got busy. 
Me, Louis with a girl, I'm, I'd sit on the floor outside the door like a dog oh. waiting to get back into my room. <laughs> Where was I going to go? I, know, I didn't know anyone. You remind me, um, we had a friend, me and my roommate, we lived in a co-ed dorm. The guys were on one side of the building and the girls were on the other side. No. And he, uh, his roommate was one of the handsomest guys on, on campus. Right. And our friend's name was Spooky. So you can mm. imagine what he looked like. So every time his roommate had a girlfriend in the uh, room, Spooky came to our room. Yeah, that ain't spooky. I was spooky. I, I, I was like uh, the little blind girl who befriended. You know, Lou was like a little blind girl who befriended Frankenstein's monster. Right. Yeah, I mean, I, I should have slept on a park bench or something. I don't know, but I, I had nowhere to go. We had to throw Spooky out of our room because Morris always had a girl. Right. Well, Lou was a good-looking guy, and uh, he he managed to get a lot of girls, and so uh, he was pretty busy. But I. Uh, you know, I, I mean, I got lucky. You were like a few spooky. Times. You didn't know what to do. You didn't know where to didn't go. Didn't know what to do. Didn't know where to go. But anyway, I, uh, I have to say that, uh, yes, I agree with the audience. Why bother going to a high school reunion? Um, a lot of people enjoyed our discussion yesterday about, uh, easy porn access, especially when we were young. There were places you could go to find porn or jerking off to girdle ads, as I said, from the New York Times. I uh, love when you guys went down memory lane today with the old school porn talk. Richard is right. Kids have it easy these days with access to whatever they want. When I was a kid, I pretty much just jacked off to whatever old playboys I found in the woods. And they were always old, soiled, and gross. Um... I related to Richard's porn memories today. My friends and I once rode our bikes three miles because we heard of a giant dumpster at a construction site filled with porno magazines. <laughs> the rumor was true. We stockpiled our bags with as much as we could and rode home in silence. I uh, used those bad boys for years. And then a couple of people wrote us about our reminiscence or our, our Reminiscing about uh, early personal appearances at our radio station, DC 101. Uh, on Monday's show, uh, we talked, Robin and I, of course, about um, a period. We actually caused a riot at a Woodward and Lothrop department store. And uh, this guy wrote, he says, Howard, you were a badass in DC in the early 80s. When I was a teenager, my parents brought me to your Woodward and Lothrop appearance. We didn't even get to meet you because of the riot. We had to turn around. <laughs> oh, wow. Uh, Howard, what was more insane, your DC 101 appearance at Woodward and Lothrop or those book signings for private parts? Woo. That was some crazy stuff. I, you know, um, you know, you talk about great authors, Mark Twain, Dostoevsky, you name them. Um, they never had a riot at the bookstore when they went signed books. Oh God, they're so they're you know these guys are hoping somebody shows up. That's right. Yeah, I had the worst. Uh, you know, I'd written the book, the first book, uh, Private Parts, and I remember uh, they said do some book promotion by going and signing books. And I remember years earlier when I was a kid, I went over to Roosevelt Field Mall. And I saw these two news guys sitting in a bookstore. They were brothers, Bernard Kalb, and what was the other guy? Marvin, was, was it? 
maybe Marvin Kalb. Yeah, maybe you're right. But the two brothers had written a book together. They were both anchor men in the news. And I remember I was a kid. I walked by and the two of them were sitting at a table and no one was coming up to them. Like, <laughs> it, was, it was literally empty. And I, I, it was horrible. So when I had written the, the book, the, the, the publishing company, Simon and Schuster said to me, go sign some books. I said, okay. And, uh, I was driving over and all I could think about was Bernard Kalb and Marvin Kalb sitting at that fucking table. It was like one of those folding tables the bookstore had set up mm -hmm. and they had a pile of their book. They were so proud of their fucking book and they had probably worked for years on it. And they finally got published and they're sitting there with a stack of these books. It was, it, I wish I had a picture of it. It was the most heartbreaking thing you've ever seen. So, so I'm uh, being driven over by, I think Ronnie drove me. I'm assuming he must have. And, uh, I'm going over and, you know, I'm like, oh shit, this is going to be, who the fuck's going to show up to see me and sign my book? Okay. I remember I'm you the, did a show that morning and you were just a wreck because <laughs> you were so afraid that no one would come. Yeah, I mean, it was like, uh, and, I, and I'm like, oh, I'm going to be Bernard Kalb. <laughs> and so, uh, you know, I'm in the car and uh, we're driving. And then I think I remember maybe Ronnie has a better recollection than I do. But uh, we're in the car. I don't know who was in the car with me even. Maybe you were, Robin. I don't even think no, so. No, I came I don't know. later. I was in the car, Howard. Yeah. You were Gary? Gary came with me. Was I Ronnie driving remember. us? Yes. Yeah. And I, I remember. Yeah. Well, well, my recollection is we started to get near the bookstore. It was, uh, what was the name of the bookstore, Gary? Barnes, Barnes and Noble. Noble. Wasn't it? Yeah. Barnes and Noble. Avenue. All right. Barnes and Noble. That was the first one in New York. <clears throat> And, you know, nobody was expecting, usually, you know, we were driving and uh, I'm sitting with images of Bernard and Marvin Kalb in my head. And I think, Ronnie, you said to me, there's a lot of traffic in the area. We can't get through. Was that it? Yeah, we couldn't get we couldn't get down Fifth Avenue. It was totally swarmed with people that the cars. We didn't know why at through. first. Right. We didn't right. know if we no, thought we there had, was a problem. We had no clue. We had no clue. Yeah, we had no first. clue what was going on. So I was like, oh, fuck. You know, Manhattan is so clogged with traffic. But today is exceptionally bad. We hadn't moved for like 10 minutes. Like, oh, I'm going to be late to my own book and sign. And you're, you're just, a, you know, like a stickler about being on time. Oh, and yeah. You're like, oh, no. That's what I remember. Like, and all I yeah, can I, remember is. I had, I, a thinking, I had a call. I had a call. I had a call of security people at the bookstore to find out what was going on. And they had to send a police escort to come get us because we couldn't get through. So I remember at that time I went, wait a second. This is, uh, by the way, the guy just sent me a note. Bernard Kalb is now 100 years old. His brother Marvin is 91 years old. Wow. And they both are uh, American journalists from Harvard. So imagine these two fuckers. They went to Harvard, the two brothers. And they're sitting there with an empty table. And I'm like, well, these two fuckers are sitting at an empty table. You know, I don't even know if my fans read books. I'm not even sure what's <laughs> going to happen. So uh, I'm going over there and I'm not, you know, I just done a radio show. I, I wasn't dialed up or anything. I mean, I was right, just it was going right over off to the air you went over because this was middle of the day. It was like noon or something. Well, I don't even know how close we got. They sent the police escort 
And even with the police escort, I think it took us a while to get through. Now, here's yeah, the crazy could. thing. You totally shut time, down. You t- shut down New York. The whole it area was shut down. The whole area. Yeah. And I was like, oh, I was just relieved. That's all I remember thinking. I was like, oh, thank God some fans are here. I didn't realize the scope of it. So, um, you know, and every book signing we did afterwards, after this first one, they had police barricades set up ahead of time. They were very organized. But this one, even the police didn't believe, you know, they didn't know. Nobody expected this. Right. Nobody so had prepared no, for it. There were no barricades. Were nothing. It was mass chaos in the street. People were just fucking like everywhere. It was like crazy. And I remember getting the thing I remember, uh, Ronnie, is I got out of the car and I started to get swamped. I thought I was going to um, get crushed. I remember they, a bunch of security guys picked me up off my feet and dragged yeah, me in. They, they, they had me up right on their shoulders. The yep. Right through yep. the crowd. Yeah. Well, you know, what's like, interesting is, you know, in general, nobody would have sent a police detail to get you. But you were the cause of the problem. Right. That so they was figured, what was amazing. Yeah, and I was very honored. I was like, oh, man, this is a, I'm more relieved even than honored at first because yeah. I just didn't want to have a Bernard and Marvin Kalb situation. What happened to you, Gary? How did you get through the crowd or did you just stay in the car? I remember, Ronnie, w- weren't people like swarming all over the car? You were nervous about it getting dented and shit. Yeah. Oh, yeah. It was crazy. It was crazy. You, you couldn't. We couldn't even get the doors open when we finally did get there until, wow. you know, the all the cops and everything cleared every, you know, try to clear everything out of the way just to get you into the store. And then they got me into the building uh, with the car. So when, you know, you did have to, you know, finally leave after you signed so many books, you were there like all day. You um, were there hours and hours yeah, and hours. Yeah, it was remember, crazy. It was Ronnie, crazy. wasn't there some appearance? Tell me if I got this right in my memory. Maybe it wasn't this one, a different one. I showed up and then somehow people started, there was so many people, they started to rock the car. And I remember I almost the car tipping over and you were freaking out. Like we didn't yeah, know what it was to that, do. What it was, was that? that one? That w- was, it was the first one. Yeah, it was the it was first another one. one, Howard. There was one yeah, in was Philly. It? It, was, it, yeah, it was in Philadelphia also. And, they, and, and there was no one around and people started rocking the car and it did get very scary. Yeah. yeah, I remember Why were they thinking rocking the car because they, they were excited. excited. They were excited and they were waiting a long time because we couldn't get in. And then they they rocked the car and they were rocking it so bad. I said we might die because it, we we were literally it was going to get crushed. The car. Yeah, it was not crazy. It was insane. It was insane. Now, I'll tell you what I remember. I remember is yeah. that somebody said, I, "Was this it?" Where they said, where they took you the same way they took the Beatles to get them in. Because the Beatles were swamped like that, too. And you couldn't, so they took them in under Rockefeller Center and then up into the building. Yeah, I don't remember any of it. See, yeah, Howard, that, my, that wasn't the first, other, that wasn't the first book signing. Oh, that it was, wasn't? That was the second book, because the city was smart then. And they said, listen, we can't have this nonsense going on. So <laughs> then we, you know, we would go under the building to enter the building. It, yeah. it, it was a lot different after the first one. The city was a lot different with it. You know, they understood that they that Howard's book signing would shut down the city. You know what I remember? And I remember it like it was yesterday. It's the one thing I remember about the whole thing. Ronnie turned to me 
during that. And he says, Howard, it's the first time in my life I've ever been in a bookstore. And I go, really? What? <laughs> yeah. Ronnie had never read a book up until then. I was, he was, was fascinated by so this so, many books. <laughs> he didn't yeah. know that they existed. <laughs> See, Howard, I have a, I have a, a recollection. And I think I'm right in this, where your agent had called security or somebody before that book signing and said, listen, Howard's a big star. There's going to be a lot of people there. And they brushed him off. They're like, listen, we've done book signings for the queen and presidents. Like, we know what to do. Don't worry. And right. I think right. the cops were very right embarrassed by what happened. And the next book signing were like uh, those sawhorses for like blocks and blocks and blocks. Right. Then I it became that. like a presidential visit. Everybody was ready. No, I yeah, remember and we, that. They, and then they we, told we my they told with, my agent. I remember this. They told my agent. Yari's exactly right because he said, you know, you might want to, you know, have some security there. And they were like, ha ha ha, asshole. <laughs> We've had presidents here. <clears throat> well, you know, in a way, I felt good about it for sure. Yeah, right. Oh no, it was amazing. Yeah. Well, after after that first book signing, everything was different. I mean, you would never come yeah. in through the front entrance. It, it was a and whole they, deal. There was nothing else going on in that bookstore that day. That crowd was so huge and it went out into the street forever. And so these people trickled in little by little to get their books signed. Nobody ever left. They stayed there the whole time. Yeah, I was, it was so the middle of a work that, day. Uh, yeah, I was in the middle of Yeah, that's what I didn't understand. Yeah. That's why, <clears throat> excuse me, I didn't think anyone would show up because I'm like, well, in my mind, it's like, well, people have work. It was like at noon we were doing yeah. this after the radio show. And I went, who's going to show up for this? They got to go to work. It's, and I even remember being mad at Simon and Schuster. I go, we should do this on a weekend. They go, no, no, no. It'll be great during the weeks. People can go on their lunch break. And they were right. I mean, it was like, yeah, that makes sense, I guess. But I, you know, I was just like, wow, if I have a job, I'm not leaving my job to go get a book signed but people did nobody gives a they shit they stayed all day there was yeah. i mean you were there and it, it got dark you were still signing books i don't yeah well did you i ever felt go like to the bathroom no i back then i had a small prostate i could last the whole day without peeing yeah but it was crazy i was just like you know what i'm not gonna i'm not gonna leave here till i sign every book because if these people are nice enough to show up for me i'm gonna sign every book and it turned out most of my fans, I guess, were unemployed or something. Nobody seemed to be in a rush <laughs> to get back They could afford a book. <laughs> yeah. Howard, the part of that day uh, that I remember the most the book. Yeah. was, you know, being in the car with you. And Robin's right. Like, you, punctuality is, like, such a big deal for you. And you kept looking at your watch. You know, we're going to be late. We're going to be late. We had no idea why. And I do remember Ronnie turning around and just going, dude, I think this is for you. And we all kind of <laughs> like, we're like, yep. what? Yeah. Not me. I'm a douche. Um, here's another, uh, letter someone wrote. I remember reading an anecdote in private parts about you and Fred appearing at a record store in DC to sign copies of 50 ways to rank your mother. A young girl kicked you in the nuts for asking if her mother was good looking. No, I didn't ask if the mother was good looking. Oh yeah. That's what it was. It's little girls. Like there was nobody there. I wasn't even on the radio anymore. And we were already fired. So there were a couple of people in there and I went with Fred and, this not a real young girl but like a, a you know teenage girl i said um hey what's happening and yeah, she uh 14 or something yeah like 14 or something and they go oh and she goes oh out I'm, of the my blue. mom my my mom's over there i go oh is she good looking next thing i know this little punk kicked me right in the nuts for saying is your mom good looking 
And um, it was weird, right, Fred? And it hurt. I mean, what I can't understand, okay, you're at a store, you're at a record signing, you should be a fan, you should be used to anything that Howard says. You say one thing that wasn't even bad, and you no, kick it No, it wasn't inappropriate. No. I was just like, I don't know. You were just being friendly. I was trying to come up with something fun to say to her, but... Anyway. Yeah, well, apparently that was Well, it was fun, was fun for her, apparently. <laughs> yeah. Uh, oh, Ralph she, says she he was in the car. you. <laughs> Ralph, yeah, she will smith me. Ralph uh, was in the car with us. I didn't Ralph remember. Was? Yeah, I wasn't. Yeah, I didn't know you were in the car with us. Yeah, and you know what? It was really scary when we got there because you, you, you couldn't get out. You could. It was a sea of people, which parted to get the car through, and we're sitting in the back, and you, you couldn't even get in. They had to like send like twenty guys to clear a path. It was crazy. I was upset. I was upset because I was late. Like, I, yeah, mean, I wasn't yeah. late, but I couldn't get in. I just wanted you to were, get in and you, sign the books. You were yelling at Ronnie, I'm going to be late. you got to get out of this traffic. And meanwhile, you're causing the traffic. I know. I <laughs> Everywhere didn't know. you would have gone, there would have been traffic. Yeah. <laughs> no, it was horrible. But, oh, uh, you know what, dude? That was so great because right up until that point, there were a lot of people who listened and... You didn't. You couldn't count the numbers. You couldn't really see it. People, I knew you, how huge and popular were, but you know that just cemented everything. When you saw the people who came out, it was crazy. Yeah, those events were nuts. Those book signings and like a lot of dudes book signings, were funerals. They were uh -oh. all crazy. Yeah, they yeah, were all crazy. Were... All these events we used to do. People would like guys would go and meet women who listen to the show and guys would be fucking intense the night before. It was crazy. It was like Woodstock. It was yeah. like a uh, happening, yes. It, 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 it really it was. Turned into that. It turned into that yeah. after that first one. People would like, you know, hang out, like get their days before sleeping out. <laughs> yeah, yeah, and guys would like call in from the line and go, yeah, yeah you're not going to believe it, I hooked up on the line. Yeah. And I was like, right. oh, okay. But and, I, and you know what's funny too? Everybody was having a great time except you. You were yeah. miserable and you just <laughs> You just was signing. You're, you're, you would take a twenty second break to have a drink of water, and uh, and you wouldn't you wouldn't leave he until wouldn't move. Every, yeah. every last book was signed. Leave. How can you leave if someone spent all day on a line? You know, but yeah. uh, yeah. there right, were no, you know, like a lot of people go. I I need to stop for a little while, take a break, have a meal, go to the bathroom. No, yeah. you were straight through. Yeah. Oh, no. That was yeah, fun. You, you pooped right there. <laughs> he pooped yeah, pants. Pooped my pants. <laughs> there was an indication. Right, what? There was an indication of what might be a couple of years before. I don't know if you remember. We were at K-Rock, and we had beat Imus in the ratings, and we decided to do like an impromptu thing where you basically pulled up in front of NBC with the megaphone, and you mentioned it on the air, and that shut 6th Avenue down, because I remember the police yeah. threatened to arrest our, our promotions director. They, they were like going to detain her. With that stupid megaphone, you just you control the city. Yeah, we are going crazy. to dag I had my little megaphone, and I'd go, Hello, everyone. I am conquering. I am king of New York. I beat Ibis. I am number one. Here I am for the funeral. I, you could, I didn't even get out of the car. I was just sticking my head out of the sunroof. I know. Just taking a ride and sticking your yeah. head out. I am here. Your hero, Howard Stern. I am number one in the ratings. <laughs> like, like, like an idiot. Just talking about yourself. Do you remember yeah. when we did that wonderful. in in London? 
And then yeah. really, the people wanted to lynch you. They were I know. running well, after I... you and trying to get you. In London, I would go. I am from America, the number one country in the world. <laughs> I am here to address the British people. You know, I was like, I was like Bane in Batman. I was taking over the city. I, I was awesome. Uh, all right, Ralphie, thank you. Thank, thank you. Uh, thank you, Ralph. <laughs> I got a call, Ralph, later. What, do you need something? No, I mean, I check oh, in you just once need in a while. To check in with your, your guy. Go over my wardrobe. Oh, uh, you are going to work with yeah. him. Yeah. <laughs> Paul, hi, in New York. Paul. Hi, I, I went to see you on Fifth Avenue. I had taken off from lunch, and I walked over there. It was unbelievable. You cannot cross Fifth Avenue, and everybody no. was screaming, Howard, Howard, Howard. That made me feel good. Pulled, you, I bet it did. Finally, you pulled up in the limousine, and they ushered you out somehow. But it was the most incredible thing. I'm a New Yorker. I grew up in New York. I've never seen that before. You were like, it was oh. crazy. Yeah, it the police really had never nuts. seen it either. <laughs> no, because they usually, you know, for that, those kind of events, they would have everything cordoned off. I remember Jimmy Carter. I was looking for a job. I was walking through Manhattan, and Jimmy Carter was um, campaigning for president. And the police had it so structured that you, right. everyone was orderly, even though there were tons of people who wanted to see the Democratic nominee for president. He wasn't president yet. And so it was like, it was crazy. Um, but, uh, this was it no was, one was prepared it, for it, so there was it was no, chaos. No, there was nothing special is, set up, even close to the bookstore. It, no, it was just like a normal that. day. Yeah. yeah, they did. They didn't expect it. I mean, you're popular and everything, and everybody loved you. But still, that was just the most incredible time. Obviously, I never got to see you, and I skedaddled back to work. But it was <laughs> just incredible. One day we'll meet, Paul. That's all I can say. I'm sure of it. Well, thank you so much. Okay. All right, Paul. Thank you for your thank recollection you. of that day. You guys handed me this. New York Post headline. They called it Sternlock. Like gridlock. <laughs> Sternlock. Yeah, Imagine it was all the quite crime. amazing. And all these news people came to cover it because nobody yeah. expected. It wasn't a news event. But then all the news people heard, oh, my God, Howard's blocked up the city and they had to come down and cover. So when I got there, there were all these news people shouting questions at you while you were trying <laughs> to sign books. The press conference. <laughs> no questions. <laughs> Imagine all the crimes that never were punished that day. All the police had to be busy at my signing. It was a, it was a crime spree. Yeah, any, anywhere outside, in the other boroughs, there was nothing but a, you know, public crime going on. Um, by the way, uh, someone wrote in, they said, uh, I saw Gary at an appearance at an Irish bar in Boston once. He was practically manhandled by a bunch of overly confident drunk dudes. And I can't, I remember that can't be much fun. <clears throat> Um, yes, Gary used to do many personal appearances, including one where they wanted him to wear a gorilla suit, and he, he drew the line. Right, Gary? You never did it. I'll never forget. It was a uh, an arena football game in Albany. I was booked to do it for weeks, and when I pull up, the sales guy, I don't know, people just had wacky thoughts about the show. The sales guy was holding, like, on a hanger, like a full gorilla suit. He goes, okay, so we're just going to go over and get into this. And I was like, I'm not getting into that. What he just was assumed, that all about? 
He just thought I would that? be happy being in a monkey suit. Yeah. Ugh. Guy's trying to run a business over there. Gary doesn't cooperate. <laughs> we know that. And then I showed up to an appearance um, where they, they wanted to hand me um, a wig and a Hooters girl outfit to wear. Like, I just showed up and they go, oh, this is for the appearance. And I said, no. Uh, what was Jesus it, Halloween or something? What no. Mean? It was for, it was Harold and Kumar <clears throat> go to White Castle, like a movie premiere. And yeah. again, this was all in their head. They hadn't told anybody this. So they got, for some reason, it was super important that a man dress as a woman and serve cheeseburgers. And I said no. And they were frantic. And Jason had come with me, I think, to cover it. And they turned around to Jason. And they said, will you wear this outfit for $500? And Jason's like, fuck yeah. There's a great picture of Jason dressed as a woman handing out cheeseburgers. Um, by the way, a lot of people wrote in about Cheryl Crow, loved Cheryl Crow, loved her phenomenal appearance on here with the music. Um, let's see what people wrote. Uh, blah, blah, blah. Cheryl looks phenomenal. I loved hearing about all her experiences throughout her career. The story of her first time with Rolling Stones was particularly entertaining. Uh, frequent wrap up guest and lead singer in the band OAR, Mark Roberge tweeted so great to hear cheryl on the show legendary she gave us one of our first breaks um blah 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 great interview with cheryl crow never forget going to the michael jackson bad show in dallas 87 or 88 marveling at his main backup singer cheryl crow and thinking she was good enough to have her own solo career so glad she did and um yeah cheryl did a couple of her classic songs she did leaving las vegas Right? Sounded so good. Let's see. Where'd I put that? Oh, here it is. Sounds so good. Oh, yeah. The music has been sounding really good lately here. You guys keep working on it. Listen to how clear that is. Springs eternal on a gaudy neon street. Very nice. Everything distinguishable, including the voice. Very nice. Yeah, I thought about what you said about uh, TV music, you know, like those uh, American Idol shows and even, you know, some of the um, award shows. The sound is so muddy and you can't hear anything. TV sound is particularly bad, yeah. Uh, also, she did um, one of my favorite Stones tunes, Live With Me. Mm. Well, that's, that's the Stones. Oh, yeah, I was going to say, Cheryl sounds like Mick. <laughs> it's like, what happened? There you go. <laughs> I like what they did there with the bass line. So did the fans. They go, hey, now, Cheryl and the band were amazing. They did a phenomenal job putting their own spin on Live With Me. I'm sure Mick is proud of her. Yeah, she was really good. Come on now, honey. 
Cheryl's voice, this is another fan letter. Cheryl's voice is as strong and unique as ever. I am so glad Howard pushed her to show it off with her amazing background singers. You can see why at such a young age she was handpicked to sing alongside Michael Jackson. Yeah, I asked her to break down the harmonies for me and Cheryl complied. She goes, let's see here. The scores are harebrained children, they're all locked in the nursery. They got earphone heads, they got dirty necks, so 20th century. Well, they queue up for the bathroom round about 7.35. Don't you think we need a woman's touch to make it come alive? You, oh. <laughs> <laughs> well, that was fun, and thank you for doing that, Cheryl. Uh, we we loved it. Uh, what else here? Rock and Roll Hall of Fame people, com- man, people commenting on everything. The audience sending their thoughts on the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame discussion. I love you guys, but I'm very disappointed by Robin shitting on Duran Duran getting into the <laughs> Rock and Roll Hall of Fame. They are still relevant, and they've outlasted a lot of bands from their era. Give them their due respect. Robin Duran Duran is a really great band. How dare you? <laughs> Um, I agree with Howard. They should be honest and stop calling it the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame and change it to the Recording Music Hall of Fame. Eminem is great, but he's not rock and roll. Yeah, there's been um, all kind of controversy that uh, why is Eminem going into the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame when um, there are so many guys in the history of rap who came before him who aren't in, you know, people bitch and moan about yeah, this thing. about everything, yeah. Yeah, well, I'll tell you what, tomorrow Jane's Addiction, Smashing Pumpkins coming in, and then they're both not in the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame. So, with all due respect, I got to agree with Robin, before Duran Duran. Before Duran Duran. I would uh, say <laughs> Smashing Pumpkins and Jane's Addiction for sure, but that's my vote. But uh, what can I tell you? Uh, blah, blah, blah. Here's some stuff about speaking in tongues. People like that phony phone call. Jeez, that was a while ago. <laughs> a lot of people like Ronnie and his uh, retweets of uh, oh, it's, it's so much fan mail here. All right, you get it. Speaking well, of Ronnie. I'm glad you got through that because you haven't been able to get to no. fan comments lately. Speaking of Ronnie, I got a. Um, well, I should probably take a break <laughs> before I speak about Ronnie. You know what I mean? Yeah, because it usually takes time to speak about Ronnie. Yeah! yeah. Whenever you start speaking about Ronnie, it can take an hour. <laughs> Remember I was telling you about something called mumble rap on yeah. the show? Yeah. Yeah. It's it's rapping. It's very popular, evidently, where rappers rappers will focus more on the sound than having clear lyrics. And you really it's can't like understand It's like what jazz word. singers used to call scat. You know, yeah. no words, just yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> so squeak rap. Here's an example. This is a uh, what is this? This is mumble rap, I think. No, this is squeak rap. All right, this has 530 million views on YouTube. You can imagine. This is called Lifestyle by Rich Gang, featuring. Young Thug and Rich Homie Kwan. Well, I've heard of Young Thug. Yeah, this, this is mumble is actually rap. Getting traction? Oh, uh, this is squeak rap. I don't know what the fuck it is. Can't make it out. All right, it's squeak rap. Oh. Hey, 
You still hear the nigger, and you know they're not making sense of one word except that one. (laughs) That's got to evidently that has to come through, or else it's not legit. You got to be able to distinguish that. Here's a guy we recently found. His name is Six Forty Five AR. He took mumble rap a step further. Like this is who I'm playing you. Here's his song Yoga. This song has 11 million views, so this is like this is popular stuff. 11 million views. Here you go. So much things to like so we See that squeak? He calls his style of rap squeaking. He started squeaking because his normal voice music wasn't gaining traction. He decided to do something completely different. And uh, now he's doing squeak rap, and he's getting 11 million views. I mean, do views mean you're making money? Yeah, I guess. It means you can go on tour. You must have some fans. And people he, will leave home? <laughs> here's 645 AR uh, explaining squeak rap on a podcast, I guess. Here's his, uh, well, here's his explanation. At least we can learn something. I got to do something that's going to be different, but not going to be like some weird shit. You feel me? It's weird, but I made it different by like trying to say some real shit, like trying to make cool. that shit, like having content behind like my delivery and shit. Delivery is going to get people's attention. They're going to be like, what the fuck? Mm. But uh, mm. like if you listen to the lyrics and shit and you go to Genius and you see what I'm saying, I'm actually saying some real shit. You I agree. It's genius. Shit. Yeah. Mm-hmm. What? Where's that? <laughs> uh, here's the song that made him go viral online it's called For the Trap this song has almost 18 million views on YouTube here you go Like Alvin and the Chipmunks. Well, I like it with the auto tune. Yeah. Yeah. Beautiful. <laughs> <laughs> it's not my thing, but what can I tell you? Well, 18 million views. Now you understand why I'm not impressed with people. <laughs> now you're probably saying it sounds like auto tune, but 645AR insists that his real vo- this is his real voice. Get to out. prove that he's yeah, to prove that he's not electronically enhanced, he did an unplugged version of Ford to Trap. So here it is unplugged. so critical <laughs> i have ears whatever your name is <laughs> 645 ar 645 ar that is not the same you can't hear the difference i started thinking about high pitch eric when i heard this and uh we put together a new squeak rap song so here you go here's high pitch <laughs> Good. Let's see Charles Crow do this. <laughs> what kinds of 
weird shit on the internet. I hate this. I shouldn't even, I shouldn't even, um, I shouldn't even play you this next thing. This is called what? The Wonderful World of Mukbangs. Have you heard of uh, anything called mukbangs? Of, of course not. Where am I going to hear one? Yeah. If you love, if you love, um, watching and listening to people eat, uh, here it is. The Wonderful World of Mukbangs. A mukbang is an online video where the host, usually an attractive woman, consumes an enormous meal. It became popular in South Korea in 2010, but has since become a global phenom. And I got to tell you, I f it makes me mental. I cannot deal with this. I do not I like this. I hate watching people eat close Me up. too. Yeah. And, and, and they get these microphones that are super sensitive. Mukbangs usually involve two key elements, the description of the food and loud chewing. Some experts say the chewing triggers similar sensations to ASMR videos. ASMR, of course, being that uh, whispering thing or right. whatever the hell that is. I was hoping that had died. It's not dead. <laughs> no. According to NPR, Korean mukbang hosts reportedly can earn up to $10,000 a month. Uh oh, which I might is have to you do know, <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yeah, you should do this. <laughs> You're looking for extra cash. That's right. I'm sitting here at home. I eat. <laughs> Here's a sample from a Korean creator named So Young. In this clip, she's only eating items she purchased at a convenience store, starting with microwave noodles and a corn dog. Be prepared to be just disgusted. I this makes me nuts. Mm. Listen to this. Hot dog. <sighs> This video has over 12 and a half million views. Ew. Yeah. Mm. And she's got almost 8 million subscribers. Boy, how does anybody take that and listen to that and get off on it? Ugh. Many of these mukbangers have insanely high-quality microphones to pick up all the eating noises. Here's Korean right, creator. That's why people created the great uh, microphone. Yeah. Here's a Korean Korean named Boki. And this is called Eating with Boki, stuffing her face with boiled pork and spicy seasoned oysters. Here you go. This is really gross. Uh. <laughs> I know. It, it makes me nuts. Eating with Foki has uh, over seven and a half million subscribers. And this video you're listening to now has over 3.9 million views and rising. I'm glad that squeak rap is a little bit more popular. <laughs> I kind of like squeak rap better than this. <laughs> That's what I'm saying. I'm, I'm, yeah. I'm glad that it's more popular than this. Here's ASMR. Mashed up with mukbangers. This is a Thanksgiving themed <laughs> ASMR mukbang. She's taken a big bite of a turkey leg covered in gravy and mac and cheese. Here you go. Let's start with the drumstick. It is super hot. I put gravy on top. Oh. I want to kill myself. Listen to this. Oh, it's so vile. Are guys jerking off to this? I guess. You know, I mean. And when do I start jerking uh, off? I can't even I, get hard. I, I, 
I hate to say it, but when, you know, you read the letter from the guy who jumped on his bike with his friends and went to find porn in a dumpster or something, yeah. I was like, oh, my, my God, poor men. <laughs> <laughs> oh, so maddening. I couldn't, I, when I was reviewing this stuff, I was like, I can't take it. <laughs> and you think, well, maybe it would help looking at the girl. It doesn't. It doesn't. No. no. Uh, people also watch mukbangs to pretend they're sharing a meal with someone. You know, like lonely. Oh dude. God, what is wrong with you? <laughs> Here's an American creator named Eat with Q scarfing down McDonald's while she tells a story about her itchy armpits. Here we go. So listen, y'all. Let me tell y'all. Mm. I will never, ever, oh. ever, ever be shaving my underarms again. I'm going to get them. Alert the media. <laughs> well, that's what she's doing. <laughs> yeah. I'm going to get my underarms waxed from now on. About three mm. weeks ago. Oh. Uh, Is there anything worse than listening to somebody eat? And it's not even a good story, you know? I don't know what she could talk about to make me listen to this, but shaving her underarms wouldn't be one of them. And I, but love I the, wonder uh, why people, I mean, I have people I, you know, Zoom with sometimes and they'll be in the middle of a meal and they're talking to oh. me and eating. I'm like, do they really think this is attractive? I know. I, I don't get that. I've, I've been uh, the victim of that, too. Uh, well, anyway, as with most things on the Internet, there's also porn for it. Lots of porn sites feature videos of women eating massive amounts of food while showing off their bodies. Oh. Here's uh, Fifi Fox <laughs> in, um, yes, Fifi Fox in mukbang food and soda for weight gain. Here you go. This is mukbang porn. Mm. Mm, this is so good, seriously. <laughs> mm. I watched it. It ain't that hot. My stomach looks huge. Am I really gaining that much weight? Ew. Yes. <laughs> yes, you are. <laughs> I don't get it. Oh. By the well, way, we were into your this. lucky stars that you don't get it. Thank God I don't get off on this, right? Yes. It would be really, you would really oh, think less of me. I don't think I could work with you if I discovered <laughs> that this I watched the what porn. you were watching. I'd have I watched to leave. The, I watched the porn yesterday and, uh, yeah, I, I, it was weird. I I think I, you know, this was really creepy because I think I'd seen it before. Like, it was a repeat, <laughs> and I still watched it. You usually don't repeat. No. You're like, I think I saw this, and I was just like, you know, it was this stepmom, her stepson, who is sitting on the uh, couch with her, and she's kind of in a negligee, and, and he says, listen, I'm embarrassed to bring this up, but uh, ever since my hands were in the accident, I can't use my hands, and his hands are full of tape. Like like, uh -huh. like for the porn, they taped his hands up with, with like <laughs> electrical tape. Right. A very bad job. Right. Right. So he can't use his hands. And he goes, I've been so horny. And I don't know what I'm going to do. I, I keep getting hard and I can't do anything about it. And he goes, would you help me? And she said, you know, all right. I mean, I feel bad for you because you're a young man. Let me help you out. I love these sympathetic women. <laughs> yeah. She was really nice. It made me wish I had had a stepmother. <laughs> so uh, she goes over and he's got this fucking electrical tape on his fingers, which is ridiculous. 
And he was a really young-looking guy. You know, obviously, they use people over 18, but he did look like a kid, and she looked kind of older and seemed somewhat believable to me. So I kept watching. <laughs> and then you said to yourself, wait a minute, I know this one. <laughs> yeah, well, no, I kind of did. I, mean, I think I see this because I remember the electrical tape. And then she pulled down his pants, and this kid's got a dick the size of a fucking, like, it's like, it's huge. I'm just hitting him in the He's face. no kid. <laughs> yeah, that's some kid. And she's like, oh, let me help you out. This is what I do for your father. Ugh. And uh, she goes, do you like this? And he goes, yeah, do the part with, you know, do that same thing you do to my dad. Oh. And uh, and you looked at this whole thing. Maybe I have to leave now anyway. <laughs> no, I beat off to it. I liked it. And uh, and then and then I said, it must be almost over because she's jerking him off forever. You know, porn guys never come. And finally, he comes into a towel. And I was like, wow, that's weird. She didn't even fuck him or anything. Like, that's a very strange porn. Like, she just stuck to beating him off. Yeah, because usually it escalates, you know. And sure well, enough. I mean, that's the sequel. <laughs> well, sure enough, this is a porn where it's the same kid and mom and they have subsequent uh, scenarios. How did so, I guess that? <laughs> yes. Again, all of a sudden she comes over to him. This time she's her negligee is open. Her titties are out. And... uh and, she knows the, what time it is. And, and she goes, if you need me to help you, I'll help you again. Pulls down his pants. And then all of a sudden he notices her titties. He goes, oh, my goodness, your titties are out. And all then of I don't a sudden know what the happened. hands work. <laughs> well, no, no, I, I don't know what happened after that because I blew my load and I got out of there. So I got to. You'll be back tomorrow. I'll be back. <laughs> I think these were like, I, I maybe I'm nuts, but. It happened to be like Mother's Day, and I'm like, oh, maybe they mean, put these up for Mother's Day because that uh, was it, a Mother's Day themed. Yeah, well, yes, playlist. Yes, yeah. Wow. By the way, I want to make one more point about this. Um, these eating videos. We were way ahead of this. We were on top of this trend before it was cool. If you remember, this is a high pitch Eric eating, as well as our great late uh, David Letterman impersonator, Evil Dave. Oh, he was always eating on mic. Always yeah. eating when we were recording him. So here you go. That's Eric. <laughs> Beat off to that. And there's uh, there's Dave. Dave again. Love chips. Drop one. Oh, they're actually pretty good. These are good juice. Oh yeah, make sure you get the juice. Oh, get the juice. <laughs> <laughs> sort of yeah, we want the juice. Oh. Before he would do his David Letterman impressions, he would um, insist on chips and juice, and we got it for him. Is that how he got into David Letterman mode? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Well. That's how that's Amazing. how he was paid in chips and juice. Well, you know, we had a lot of the whack packers on uh on Mike eating because, you know, we used to send them out on dates sometimes. And that would always be the, you know, elephant boy eating during a date trying to talk. Yeah, we 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 were uh <laughs> we were way ahead we of our time. Way ahead. <laughs> King of all blacks in New Jersey, Ron. Yes, um 
the mukbang videos, the, I'm not talking about them fat, you know, the nasty ones, but the ones where they got makeup on and all of that stuff and they're very close up to their face, it's made to get you off because they're talking and eating and somehow it kind of works. Not for me. It, kinda, it, it does for me. It did it for me. Wow. But it's starting to turn me on with the lipstick and the, and the eating. And then the anticipation of what's going to happen after they eat all of that food. Well, what anticipation of what? Explain it to me, because I, I don't get off on it, but you mean, like, you, what happens after they eat? I've never gotten that far into a video. They won't show you, but in your imagination, you know that they have to take a shit. Oh, and somehow, somehow that formula works because they're not showing you them shitting, but you say, "Damn, I know she's gonna have," and you, you know, you masturbating anticipation to knowing that she has to take a shit. You know, I was just thinking you should be arrested. That's <laughs> <laughs> not me, but I get it. I get it, and it's and you it's jerked off. To, you jerked off to a mukbang video. I I want. I did. I wow. did, and I wasn't into it. It's just the lipstick and the and the stuff and the uh, ribs or whatever. Let me tell you something. I have jerked works. off to almost everything on the planet, and I won't jerk off to. I draw a line. At least I have some sort of standards. <laughs> I mean, uh, watching a woman eat, I don't get it, but. All right, listen, you, know you like what? to get peed on, too, so maybe it's sort of the same thing. Yeah, know? that scatological stuff is right, right. up his alley, you, as they say. You know what the, you know what the most erotic mukbang is? The seafood one, because when they take the lobster out, uh. it's, something hang, it's something hanging. It's like, they, and then they suck on it. It's like the lobster is your dick. It, it all uh. works. It all works. It worked. You're a you're a um, you're a broken man, King of All Blacks. Thank you. <laughs> so gross. I hate it. Larry, you're on the air in Vermont. Yeah, Howard. I you gotta you gotta knock that off. The mukbang shit is driving me nuts. I'm gonna I'm gonna cancel my subscription. Yeah, I don't blame you. I can't. I, you know what? It's funny. When I was reviewing this to play it on the air, I go, I don't know that I can get through it. I listened to it. And the sound of people eating and and talking at the same time makes me absolutely oh. nauseous. I do not like I, it. And people are beating off to this shit. <laughs> That's just what I mean. <laughs> We're in big trouble in this country. I've you beaten know we off. Got real problems, and this is what people are doing while people are dying in the Ukraine. Oh my God! I say if, I had... if you're beating off to this, you should enlist in the military. That's what I think. Do something should... positive with your life. Yes, that's right. Get rid that's of them. Right. You get rid of them. Get over there and fight for your country. Um, okay, I, I promised a little bit of Ronnie Fund. Fun, rather. Not Ronnie Fund. Ronnie it's Ronnie fund. Mund and Ronnie, Ronnie Mund. Fun. You can't keep trade. Mund, Fund, Fun. <laughs> you know, uh, a lot of you wrote me you enjoyed when, in fact, you were titillated and absolutely exhausted from laughter, according to the emails we get. That whole segment we did where Chris Wilding and John Blitt oh. were going on Ronnie's Twitter feed. And they would uh, post, uh, you know, Ronnie would post pictures of naked women, <laughs> but they would Photoshop in in the background 
various scenarios where Ronnie had his cock out or Ronnie was getting fucked in the ass by a man. And so many of you wrote me and said, Jesus, this is so funny. And Ronnie was pissed. He said, that's it. I'm going to look over closely whatever I tweet. Yes. And the guys even said, Ronnie, there's something wrong with you because we'll, we're going to continue. We're telling you right now, we're going to continue to send you pictures. And you're still going to tweet them out. You, you either don't look or... So the other day, in fact, they did it again. I don't know how many people saw Ronnie's account, but Ronnie's got some helicopter companies in love with. Right. And he was tweeting out a picture that they took from high above in a helicopter. There it is. That's it. And it says, um, and promotes Maverick Helicopters, which is Ronnie's buddy. And sure enough, if you look at the picture, there's Ronnie with his cock out on one of the billboards. So, And this is just from the other day. Here's one <laughs> with his cock out. They photoshopped that in. Oh so they're still God. doing it. At least they gave him a healthy one. <laughs> they, I mean, it's not embarrassing. <laughs> and, uh, yeah, so so in, 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 in essence, they told Ronnie that they're doing this, and he's yeah. still tweeting it out. So the, he but anyway, look. I got a nice little segment here for you. Since people love Ronnie's stuff and they love hearing from Ronnie, we decided to take pictures of women who are from Ronnie's generation. You know, Ronnie's in his 70s now. Yeah. And we thought, you know, Ronnie's always, he's the lady <laughs> on the show. And he says he's he doesn't discriminate. You know, he'll no. put up anything. Yeah. He's a ladies man and he loves the ladies and he's always given sex tips and stuff. And I even said to my wife the other day, I can't believe Ronnie has somehow established himself as a sexual expert. Um, you know, yeah. I never would have imagined him as being some sort of sex guru. Like when but you were many, looking at him, when you picked him, you didn't right. say this is a sex guru and you know, I got to let everybody know. When you look <laughs> at Ronnie, you don't think sex guru, but he is a coxman. And he is, he's had a lot of sexual experiences from a very young age. Yes. He had a hand job Connie who used to drive around and give him hand jobs. He had the, the Catholic girl, I remember, the one who would uh, could be in her uniform and Ronnie would fuck her in the ass. And Ronnie had you know, all kinds of sexual experiences. So he became a sex expert on our show. So we thought it would be fun. the massage lady who would give him a blowjob. We said, you know, we said it's, yeah, right, exactly, with talcum powder, no less. The only guy I know went to a massage parlor, got a talcum powder rub. But um, anyway. It was, <clears throat> it was different. It was. You liked it. Yeah. But, you know, uh, Ronnie turned into the pussy whisperer. So we said, what are we going to do with this guy? Let's give him something fun to do. So we gave him pictures of various women. But not mm -hmm. the young, hot women that you're seeing nowadays. We took, you know, young, hot women from Ronnie's day to evaluate okay. them. Ronnie, how, what was that like when we asked you to evaluate? You love evaluating the women, right? You enjoyed it. Yeah, yeah, it was pretty cool. I enjoyed it. It was, you know, it was different. Right. Uh, getting, seeing pictures of, uh, girls from back in the seventies and shit, you know, right. uh, the way they dressed and their hairdos and all that. And it, a lot of the shit is, you know, that you see back then, you start to see, you know, you would see now, you know, they like right. revive it. A lot of so the styles and stuff. Yes, yes, exactly. So we showed Ronnie uh, pictures of women when they were young, who would now be his contemporaries. Okay. 
Well, Ronnie, I want to tell you something. There's a little twist to the story. Mm, I can imagine. Are you, are you sitting down? Yeah, I'm sitting down, of course. We recorded you giving the evaluations of these women, the pictures we showed you. But what you didn't know is that all of those women were members of our staff's mothers. Oh, Jesus. <laughs> what? what? Are, are you kidding? Nope. <laughs> no, wait a minute. So what is what is this package I have here? It's like, I mean, I was like with the, the CIA, I can't open yeah, you got this a dossier. package. Yeah, you I can't mean, open what, it because what I'm going to reveal to you now, Ronnie, as we play your graphic descriptions of what you would evaluate these women and what you would do to them, <laughs> know that this is either Gary Delabate, Jason Kaplan, John Blitt, Will Murray, Wolfie, Sal Governale, and Mike Fox's mothers. <laughs> okay. Whatever. <laughs> you stand by what you said, huh? Yeah. <laughs> I don't care. Uh, Ronnie, uh, Robin, you yeah, can open up your blit. folder. There he is. Okay, there's Blit. My folder. <laughs> Dude, you, Whose you idea was a, this? Whose idea was this, John? Blit. I swear to God. What? <laughs> the mother thing? Blit. It wasn't. Yeah, not mine. Not mine. <laughs> I, no, I, know, I, I know whose idea that was. It was Robin's idea. No, that was yeah. Sal's idea. <laughs> <laughs> Fucking Sal. This is, Sal, was this your idea? We had a meeting uh, based on Ronnie's staff evaluations, and it, it evolved into this idea, yes. Mm. Yes. All right. Well, here we go. First of all, I want to say uh, thank you guys for volunteering your mothers. Now, I will reveal. Am I supposed to open this shit now? You can if you want to. I don't care. I, the, you guys, you, you don't even need to be sidetracked. I'm gonna, uh, first up, I should tell you, some staffers, Robin, declined to play this game, uh, would not oh, really? get pictures of their mothers. Who who declined? Are you going to uh, name Chris, them? Chris Wilding declined. Oh. He didn't want to hear Ronnie talking about his mother in a sexual way. <laughs> JD said, my mom wants nothing to do with the show, so JD declined. <laughs> oh, my goodness. <laughs> this show is taking care of your son when you abandon him. No, I'm not. <laughs> <laughs> Thanks, yeah, Robin. Well, yeah. <laughs> There was one staff member who showed uh, his picture to Ronnie, and Ronnie was so perverted with his mother that he 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 has declined to be a part. He withdrew. <laughs> yeah. Well. So um, this is how we celebrate Mother's Day on the show. I'm going to play one of Ronnie's uh, pervy evaluations, and uh, here we go. This first mom up. This is actually I'm going to do it a little differently than the guy's plan, but this is um mm -hmm. this is a uh, Jason's mom. And here's a very attractive woman. That's right. A uh, very attractive woman dressed in a mini skirt and with uh, black stockings. Here's Ronnie talking about Jason's mom. Uh, amazing lips. I mean, there, there is definitely a blowjob there. <laughs> Small boobs. She's got a decent body. I mean, she's got she's wearing a mini dress and, and it, you know, her legs look good. She looks like she's probably got a nice pussy. She's <laughs> sexy in her own way. Now, other people would probably disagree with me. But she's got a look that, you know, she she wants to play. She wants to have a good time. She's wearing the black stockings, which is back in the day when it was a hot thing. I think she she, she looked like she'd probably take it in the ass. And uh, you could have a, you could have a lot of fun with this girl. Not not the most beautiful girl, but very sexy look in her own way. I would give her a seven. Definitely give her a seven. 
Ronnie, what is it like now to know that, that you're talking Dude, about Jason's mother? Jason's I'm, I'm, wait a minute. I'm looking at... I have. I, uh, just open this fucking book. I'm looking at the picture now, and I see Jason's face. <laughs> Howard, that was, my, that, was, that was my biggest concern. I'm like, the moment I saw Jason's mom, I'm like, that's Jason. Like, Ronnie's going to blow it. And he, he never caught on. Yeah, but dude, Look I didn't think about lips. it. Jason's got the same lips, Ronnie. I wasn't thinking about it in that way at that time. But now that I'm looking at it, dude, it, this, is, this is insane. <laughs> you you want to fuck Jason in the ass, Ronnie. <laughs> oh, it's Jason's mom, dude. You know, it is true, Jason. I can see yeah. that your mom, I can see the family resemblance. And, uh, <laughs> and what is it like, Jason, to hear Ronnie saying your mother's very fuckable, her ass looks like it would be wide open? What is it a creepy feeling to hear Ronnie talk this way? It's such a mixed bag. Yes, it's creepy. I'm also happy he didn't be, he wasn't like, oh, she's disgusted and gross and stuff because I would have <laughs> felt bad for my mom. So I'm happy to get past right. that. But yeah, I mean, <laughs> talking Look, about my mom uh, has blowjob yeah. lips and down for right. fun. Yeah, well, just just think about who thought about this fucking idea to do this. <laughs> well, no victim, the, the weird thing is, is that, you know, I asked my mom to participate. She sent me a few pictures. And so I tr it's weird, too. I wanted to send one that I thought you might like. So when I saw the stockings, I was like, yeah, yeah, it seems. It did the trick. In other words, you sent seems a picture that you thought. You, yeah. you're, it's a mixed bag because yeah. you want. You, you're there looking for sexy pictures of your mom so Ronnie won't trash her. Right. So, so you found the one with the black stockings because you feel Ronnie will like her and want to fuck her. Is that right? That's right. I was like, <laughs> and not like, only did he want to fuck her, he so wanted to take her around the world. Yeah. <laughs> but my mom and I do have the same face. So when he talks about her lips and what they look like they yeah. can do, it's just, it's just it's gross on several levels. Now By the he'll way, be we'll looking mention... at you and thinking of blowjobs. No, 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 no. <laughs> no. I do want to mention Beautiful that uh, Jason's mom is underage in this picture, too. <laughs> <laughs> I didn't realize that uh, when she sent it to me. 16 or 17 <laughs> in that picture. 16 or 17. 17's okay. <laughs> so Ronnie, you would um, you would uh, you would fuck her in the ass, and uh, she looks like she gives a you good blowjob. You heard my review, and... dude. I'm not yep. taking it back. That's right. She looks like she wants to have fun, is what right. I would. Yeah. I would chew on her pubes like a billy goat eating grass. <laughs> All right. Ronnie didn't know this, but the next picture is, guess whose mom this is, uh, Ronnie. Uh, the, the, take a look at the picture. Who do you think looking, mom that I'm is? I'm looking now. This is, this is insane, dude. <laughs> you see it? This is fucked. This is fucked up. It is fucked up. Now, you, uh, you want me to, I'll play the evaluation, all right? Yes, let's hear that. All right. This, take a look at the picture of this uh, mom. I won't tell you whose mom it is yet, but here's Ronnie talking about Wow, her. she's kind of young, I think. <laughs> Uh, she's very cute. She's got that cutie pie face. It looks like she has a little boobies, but that's cool. Doesn't matter. She's got a cute smile. Sitting there in the chair, she looks like she got that nice big butt. Think she would take it in the ass for sure. And she would still have that big smile on her face too, I think. On a one to, one to ten scale, I would give her a six, but in bed, I would give her a nine. I would give her a seven, overall seven. <laughs> Whose mom is it, Ronnie? I don't no know, idea? but she looked, no idea, but she looks like the chick from Father Knows Best. 
I know what you mean. All right, Will, uh, the, the dude whose mom this is that Ronnie looks like she the, wants to fuck her in the ass and sexually she'd be a wild beast, come forward. Ronnie, that is my mom. Yeah, I would never guess that one. <laughs> but I think I want Wolfie to blow me now. <laughs> Wolfie, what is it like to hear? Honestly, here's Ronnie looking at your mother and looking at her like a, a deviant. What uh, What is that like for you? I mean, you feel nauseous when he's talking about your mom like that. It's like, it's like he got hit in the stomach. It just, it just doesn't sit well. Ronnie, how do you know from looking at a picture of Wolfie's mom that she wants it in the ass? Like, how can you tell? Like, what is? Because you're the sex expert. What is I don't it know, that- man. She just just has that cutie pie look that you know she she's up for anything. Right. She, not she's not like. Now, no offense, Wolfie. <laughs> not that that hot hot looking girl, but right. she's that cute girl that really wants to prove something. To the guy she's with. Yeah. Right. Right. Well, yeah. Wolfie, her number went up in bed, right? Yeah. I, I yeah. Heard. Went up to I a heard, nine, Robin. Robin. She's only a six, yeah. so she's an overall yeah. seven. I was the, thing I, the thing I don't understand is usually when a guy is talking about, like, I want to fuck her in the ass, you can see her ass. She's sitting down, yet he knows she wants anal. <laughs> well, that's where you ask Ronnie's opinion. He'll give it to you. That's why I yeah. love I'm like Spider Man when it comes to ass. I can sense it. All right. Let's take a look at our third mom. If you want to look at the pictures, please look at picture three. And yeah, I'll play Ronnie's evaluation first. It's rather, I think, harsh. Here we go. Oh. She looks like she could be fun, but I don't think so. She's hiding a lot of things. Um, big giant glasses to hide, her, basically hide her face, kind of. Like, nothing low cut. She just seems like a plain Jane trying to be cool. I don't think she would be fun in the bedroom. I think she's trying too hard to look cool. As much as she tr- she's trying, I think she would be a cold fish in bed. Nah, she wouldn't be cool in the bed. Scale of 1 to 10, I would probably give her 5. Wow. <laughs> Why are you laughing, Ronnie? Because I couldn't even tell. Like, Still now looking at it, I have no idea whose mom that is. You know, it's I know funny. Whose I mom thought that is. I thought, Whoa. I thought, well, wait a sec. I thought, Ronnie, that you would have thought she was hot, actually. She yeah, looks to I did, me too, because like, she's attractive. Nah, yeah, there's too much attractive. going on there, dude. Yeah, all right. Well, <laughs> whose mom? Do you have a guess, Ronnie, whose mom you think it is? Jeez. Uh, You're kind of trash. Maybe, Ga- maybe Gary? It's not Gary. Robin, whose mom did you think it was? I thought it was Gary, so I'm wrong. No, 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 no. You were uh, looking at the, the teeth, right, Robin? They don't insult two staffers at once. Yeah, go get, go get him. And, and a mom. And a mom. Ronnie yeah. says this mom would be no fun in bed. She doesn't look like she's up for a good time, doesn't want it in the ass, Cold covering fish. up, blah, blah, blah. Whose mom Cold is fish. this? Would you please come forward? I don't know. I, I don't know. Whose mom what? is it? <laughs> do, do you not have the package? No, I don't have the package. <laughs> it's John Blitz, mom. It's John. Oh. Yeah. You just trashed Blitz's yeah. mother. 
Good. See, you know what? Ronnie is not mistaken because I, I think when that picture was taken, they were having marital problems, my parents. So I think he was getting that vibe correctly. But I do offer her to you today, Ronnie, if you want to have sex with her. She would be game. I could either fly her to you or. Yeah, you're always doing. Yeah, you're flying people. You're driving people. You can run around with cum hats. Yeah, I know. I go if you want to. You'll do anything. She'll, She'll do you good. Yeah, okay. Thank you. I Thank think you, I would rather nothing. stuff a cold fish at my own ass. Thank you very much. <laughs> well, Ronnie, you're really down on uh, John Blitz's uh, mom. You well, say she I, looks I like guess, you know what? In my head, maybe subconsciously, I knew it was Blitz's mom. Mm -hmm. Right. Because <laughs> right. he's always fuck with my head all the time. So, you know. Right. Well, you, you got Are you back. okay, Blitz, with your mom getting, what, a five? It's okay, but I still think he should try her. I'll ask Stephanie if <laughs> Stephanie gives the go-ahead. Uh, John, do you think your mom is a sexual a wild animal and Ronnie has it all wrong? Yes, she is a wild. Uh, that's what I've heard, actually, from guys she's been with, that she is incredible in bed. And I want Ronnie to have sex with her. Please. Yeah. Okay. I, will you, Ronnie? I'm asking you, man-to-man. You could, we could film it and then Stephanie could watch it. Okay, cool. I'm in. Uh, all right. See? Well, there you go. Um, yeah, we just uh, heard John Blitz's mom getting trashed, but uh, John Blitz holds no grudge. I didn't says, trash her, dude. I, I gave my opinion. Uh, By the way, this yeah, is right. five. She was, she was wearing glasses. That's the only thing. <laughs> no, dude. Yeah, no, everything. She like, looks every, smart. Her, her dress <laughs> was up to her neck. No, it's you not. Know, she's she's hiding stuff. Ears. She's got these big black glasses on to yeah. hide her face. She had those Jackie O sunglasses, but without Jackie's fuckable mouth. Exactly. <laughs> All right. Okay, I'm she now going to present glasses, Ronnie. With okay. you, I'm now going to present to you the fourth mom that Ronnie evaluated without knowing that it was someone's mom. Uh, please look at picture four, and I'll play Ronnie's thoughts. <laughs> She's very, very plain, very matron-looking kind of look. And I found in my day girls that look very plain Jane. They're fun in bed. They they aim to please. She has ha nice hands. Looks like a great hand job. Uh, small boobs, so she would let you do anything pretty much to her boobs, I'll bet. You could jerk off on them probably. You could do it, you know, whatever. <laughs> I think she, she would be up for anything. So my overall score between 1 and 10 on her would definitely be a 7. A seven because she's kind of a plain Jane and uh, looks like she'd fuck like an animal, right? Oh, yeah. yeah. <laughs> He's standing by that. Oh, yeah. I'll tell you, you did, did anyone notice that Ronnie picks women the same way that escaped convict did? He just kind of looks <laughs> for the ones that are a little bit. <laughs> uh, there's, uh, now, happy Mother's Day, guys. Uh, one of you, this is your mother that Ronnie says would be up for a good time and would give great hand jobs with her, those hand hands. Job. He can tell from looking at them. Who is, who do you think's mom this is, Ronnie? Is that Sal's mom? You're absolutely correct.
It's my mom. It is Sal's mom. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and it's 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 funny. The day I recorded this with him, Howard, I felt the blood just leave my face. You know what I mean? Right. And oh, it's Sal, happened. you were, you were laughing at every fucking bit of it. I I did, but I had to go along with it. But I'm laughing on the outside, but on the inside, I am just like crawling up into a little ball to hear him talk about my mom giving good hand jobs and would love loads yeah. on her tits. <laughs> yeah. It was just uncomfortable. <laughs> it's true. And are you secretly? sitting there going i just hope he doesn't trash my mother i was howard i would have him i would have taken him trashing my mother i rather he would have said ah you know what she's ugly i don't want to bang her versus i would love to drop a load on her chest and hands <laughs> you know give, she's got hands that could give a great hand job uh, it, it was just oh god it was you bad. wanted him to say i wouldn't do it i wouldn't touch this girl exactly exactly right. and i would and, be and like thank quite you the opposite. don't he, looks he like sees her as sort of desperate for, for meaningful sex and hand jobs. <laughs> yes. Right. All right. I'm now going to I'd present. I sign my name on her chest with my jizz. <laughs> <laughs> oh, shit. Now I, I know. Yeah. Oh, shit. <laughs> All right. I'm now going to present to you our fifth oh, no. mom. Uh, look I at picture five. This is. And here's here's uh, Ronnie's evaluation of the um the, of this mom, the fifth mom. Here we go. <laughs> Let me tell you about this chick. This chick is like your girl that went to the all girl Catholic school. The type that as soon as she got out of school, she would get off the bus. She'd be in her little uniform, and we'd run right to my fucking house, man, and we would get at it right away. She'd be horny and hot. You want to finger me? Make me come, go ahead. You want to play with my asshole? Go ahead. You want to suck on my boobs? Go ahead. And I'm ready to do anything. I say I can't wait to get into bed with you. This is the chick that does it all. I guarantee it. Uh, I would give her a seven and a half for the cuteness and the definitely the fun in bed. Ron, Ronnie, you're turning red. What's going on? Ronnie. I'm, I'm writing down the. I'm writing down the name of who it is. I know who it is. Know. Who is it, Ronnie? I, I just, Whose mom I is that? Tell. That's Who's Will's mom? mother. That's Will's mother. Yeah. Do you see the family resemblance now? Yeah, I see it. I, I'm looking at the. I'm looking at Will's eyes now. I'm looking at Will's eyes, and I can see it right away. It's Will's mom. Will, yeah. your mother is the best fuck on the planet, according to. Barely. She gets off the bus and she's ready to be fingered. <laughs> She gets off bow-legged. She's waiting for me. She's the perfect woman. She's Will with a pussy. <laughs> Ronnie doesn't just rate your mom. He has a whole sexual scenario for every mom. It's a really whole great. fantasy there. He Ronnie, can't it's wait fair to, to get say her. Yeah. Ronnie, it's fair to say that Will's mom is the one. I mean, she is your type. Like, you she know your... She is my uh, Catholic school girlfriend. Yeah. 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 Fucking her. And, uh, you know, it's funny. I drew a little beard on her, and you know what? It's, a, it's Will. It's Will. It's Will. <laughs> I love that Ronnie right. thinks that she put the uniform on to turn him on, not to go to school. Right, right. <laughs> yeah. Are you kidding yeah. Yeah, it is. Is it not creepy, guys? Uh, hearing oh. all of this, I mean, oh, yeah. it's wild. Yeah, well, look, like I said before, look whose fucking idea this was. <laughs> Talk about creepy. All right, did your I mom now present you? She looks like Carol Brady if Carol Brady loved anal. <laughs> <laughs> 
Here's a story of a horny lady who was sitting on my big old greasy dong. <laughs> well, your mother looks like she would fuck me with a strap on and not even blink an eye. <laughs> <laughs> By the way, I should tell everyone Will's mom is on a plane in an undisclosed location. She She's in the witness protection program. That's right. Yeah, she was a good sport about the whole thing. I let her pick out her own picture, and and uh, she said whatever he says, he says. So you know. well, she knows she's hot, and she knew Ronnie was going to be all worked <laughs> out. That's so funny. <laughs> Did you play? Do you think your mother uh, heard Ronnie's evaluation? I would love to get the moms on the phone and find. I out would definitely play it for her. She could hear it. Yep. I told her yep. I kind of gave her a play by play of what he said, but I didn't. Give her the. Uh, she didn't what was her that. reaction to was Ronnie's? Was she okay? Uh, yeah, <laughs> believe me, that poor woman's been through enough in her life. <laughs> Nothing's gonna shock her at this point. Um, I now present to you our sixth mom. Take a look at picture six of this lovely mom and uh, hear what Ronnie had to say about her. Mm. Oh, I remember. First of all, pretty hot, a sexy nose, even though it's a little big, but it's very sexy for her face. She, she could be a lot of fun, just the way she's posing, trying to be so innocent. No, I don't think she's innocent at all, man. She's just got this face about the sexiness. Uh, definitely a great blowjob. Definitely a great blowjob there that you could have a lot of fun with. I think she'd like to, she'd like to get eaten out, you know. She, she'd like to just lay there totally naked, legs spread akimbo, and uh, she, she would be up for anything. On a scale of 1 to 10, I give her an 8. Wow, an eight. Wow. Whose mom got yeah. an eight, Ronnie? Take a guess who that is. Well, it's got to be one or two people now. Yeah, that's right. <laughs> I, I'm, I say Gary. That's Gary's mom. Gary, your yeah. mom getting yeah. an eight. Yeah, yeah, it's a weird thing because you want Ronnie to like your mom. And so like I was, I was actually, I'm okay with everything because he, he said what he would do to her, but he didn't call her a flat-out whore. You know, so I'm very happy about that. Uh, Wait but 30 he sees, seconds. He, he sees your mother rapidly spreading her legs and enjoying getting eaten out. And uh, Here's the weird know, part. It, yeah. You're looking at the picture. My mom and I have the same face. Let's not kid ourselves. So Ronnie wants to fuck that face, and that's what weirds me out. You want I have to say, face. your mom looks very attractive in this picture. Yeah. I got to yeah, say. Yeah, isn't she I'm, like I'm, real sexy looking? Yeah. yeah, I mean, I, I think she I would fuck for plantains. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, thank God she's dead. Although I, I don't think that would stop Ronnie from trying to fuck her. <laughs> yeah. Gary, you she must like this me picture. She gives me a Bob Bob boner. She, you must like this picture because your mom, of course, is deceased. But the the picture uh, is one good that picture. you display on your mantle, right? It's a good picture. Yeah, no, it's a it's a great picture. Of my mom, she's she she's uh, young. But more importantly, she looks happy in that picture, which she was yeah, not. Yeah, she looks very happy. <laughs> she didn't look yeah, that happy man. most of her life. So that's how I like to remember her. I've mm. met Mrs. Delabate on many an occasion. And, uh, you know, I, I should have Did you ever think about her legs akimbo? <laughs> I never thought about her uh, getting eaten out rapidly. Uh, <laughs> honestly. 
Ronnie, you're turning red, and a little bit. You're, you're a little bit embarrassed by this. Of I course, think. I am. Yeah. <laughs> Are you kidding me? I'm an asshole. Gary, will you continue to keep this picture of your mother on the mantle? Because now, when you look at it, you'll think about Ronnie licking her vagina and, 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 and doing stuff. I, I think I'll. I think I'll still keep it up there. I think I can. Uh, this memory will fade. I like to keep the other memory, but yeah, it's just weird. It is. Yeah. It is a very weird thing. Ronnie yeah, Puppet, knows. are you your, uh, Ronnie Puppet? Are you on your way to the cemetery to dig her up and? <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, I was looking at that picture. Her nose might be a little big, but you know what they say: big nose, big clit. <laughs> I will say, Ronnie likes crazy chicks, so he picked the right one. <laughs> sure did. True. All right, now our final mom. Um, let's take a look at picture seven, and here's Ronnie's evaluation of our final mom. Oh, mm. first of all, pretty hot. A sexy nose. Oh, wrong one. Wrong one. Very, very pretty. Great eyes. Uh, I think she's uh, pretty smoking hot. I mean, I'd love to. <clears throat> I mean, back in the day, man, I'd love to do her, that's for sure. This is a type of girl that you have to date for a while. I think she would be good wife material there would be great sex great blowjobs that's for sure just by looking at her i mean fucking blowjob be amazing <laughs> and she would stare at you with those eyes man while she's blowing you man it'd be fucking awesome you you would blow a load in two seconds with her i think she's really hot i would give on a scale of one to ten sex wise and looks wise i'd give her a nine a nine the highest wow. rating went to yeah, the man. last uh, woman hottest and, uh, chick no in the book Yep, you know whose mom that is. Yep. Your arch enemy. Who is it? Mike Fox. Mike Fox's mom. Mike, Mike, you've had your problems with Ronnie. Yes. Uh, God knows. Uh, I don't know how your relationship is with Ronnie now. I'm, I think it's sort of a detente, but uh, really we bad. tolerate each other. Yeah, Ronnie does not like you, never has. Tried <laughs> with him. And then to hear, then to hear... I'm basically devouring your mother, that her blowjob yeah. lives, so he, that he'd marry her. I mean, uh, in a way, are you proud or are you disgusted? So what was going through my head at the beginning, I was like, oh, this is what you'd want to hear. He's saying, oh, great wife material, very pretty, you know, the, the kind of girl you have to date for a while before you would bed. And then it's like he, it was very... You know, just like Ronnie, very quaint until it wasn't. Then I was like, oh, she's giving me the greatest fucking blowjobs and she's going to stare at me. I mean, to, that's very awful to think like, my, Dude, you know, to see my, what, Ronnie? I put my time in with her. I dated her. I married her. Man. And then she stared at you while and she now, blew you. Now I'm going to get it. Now I'm going to fuck the shit out of her. Dear. I'm sorry. Yeah. Oh. Yeah. 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 Ronnie, Go ahead. Ronnie, you would, you would come in her mouth while she stared at you, right? Oh, yeah. Rain <laughs> my nuts several times. <laughs> He's polite enough to not come on the face. Thanks, uh, no, That's not, hey, my, that's not uh, my thing, dude. I don't. Do I got. I got a thought, Mike. Why don't you come to Vegas, put on a wig, and let me take you to dinner? <laughs> 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 but I mean, Mike, you're the only mom. Your mom is the only mom that Ronnie's gonna. You know, he's gonna pay for dinner. You right. know, he's going to really work on her. The others, yeah. he's just taken to bed. Like, 
Poor right. Will's mom honor. is in the backseat of his car already. <laughs> I was counting. I think like four out of the seven moms Ronnie was said would probably eat ass. So I'm glad to not be in that category. But uh, I don't know. It's still fucking weird. <laughs> Dude, the creepy that, that, that picture. The picture is she like at a wedding or something? Yeah, that's literally her. So what's funny is she didn't have a lot of pictures. She had this one black and white picture. I sent Sal both. The black and white picture was from when she was sixteen. So I don't know. I'm glad you didn't use that. But <laughs> oh, this is her wedding. That one, dude. <laughs> Oh, yeah. Let's Actually, see that. I, uh, <laughs> oh God, Ronnie wants. Ronnie'd like to see your mom when she was sixteen. <laughs> <laughs> wait, wait, you got one when she's nine? <laughs> uh, <laughs> what are we doing while. here? What's going? She's on? She's like a hot John Benet. <laughs> My wife said that that was she was hottest in the in the black and white one, but I'm I'm thankful we didn't use that one. Too young, too young. Uh, that would yeah, at least she got a date. <laughs> Yeah. What a beautiful way to honor these wonderful mothers. I will tell you, Ronnie, there was one mom. And let me recap. Ronnie gave John Blitz's mom a five. Jason's mom is seven. Wolfie's mom is seven. Sal's mom is seven. Will's mom is 7.5. Gary's mom an eight. And Mike Fox, the big winner, her mom, his mom got a nine. And uh, thank God we all say that Ronnie never met any of these moms back oh. in the day. He might be your yeah. dad, guys. You might be uh, Ronnie Jr. Uh, uh, John, no, no. Your mom got a belt. five. Mike she Munt. Got, <laughs> right, Mike Munt. Thank God. Uh, but John, your, your mom got a, a five. Is there some sort of uh, degrading feeling about all of this, or are you okay? I'm okay with it. I still, the offer stands. I want my mom to prove to Ronnie that she could be a 10. So uh, please accept my offer, Ronnie. Oh, God. Mike Fox, Stop I it. think it's, I, I think it's unbelievable that Ronnie is so in love with your mom. She got a nine. Yeah. He wants to marry her. What do you, her. what do you I win mean. for this? <laughs> Ronnie, Ronnie, my load on ever, his face. Plus <laughs> of how you feel about Mike's mom. I mean, you really are taken with her. Does it, change your, does it change your opinion of Mike at all? In other words, do you want no. us to be... No, do you, you don't want to be friends <laughs> no, with him at all? No, she looks so hot and sweet, and he's so fucking... What? Blech. He's just so blech, you know? <laughs> I'm a sound. I'm not even an adjective. Yeah. There's nothing there, man. He, he just tries too hard. That's his problem. Why you know? do you hate... Uh, why do you I hate don't hate Mike? him. I don't hate anybody. <laughs> How do I try too hard? You said kike, and I responded to it, oh, and that dude, was two years come ago. On. Stop being an asshole. Well, no, but see, how am I trying? You, you, ask anybody on the show; they'll tell you. Yeah, because we have great <laughs> judges of character here. All right. Well, oh, nice. see, Thanks. I thought I had this uh, Sorry, when God. I first looked this over. I said, "Oh, good, Ronnie and Michael bond over his mother." Yeah. And Ronnie will be very kind to Mike now, and this will bring them closer together. No. I've been um, nice to him. I, I've been civil with the dude now. You have. I okay, talked to that's him. That's good. Good, I actually right. thought we were good. I don't. I, I don't get why I, you think I try too hard. I, I don't try. I'm just myself. Okay. Well, you, you try too hard. <laughs> well, you know, I do know among the staff. I know Mike Fox and uh, John Blit don't get along. I know you guys don't, don't. like each other. No. What's going and, on and, here? And Mike, do you feel like you won? You beat Blitz's mother by uh, like four whole points. She got a five. Your mom got a nine. She was the lowest. Yeah, your mom was right. the highest. I, you know, I I guess I I don't really feel victorious. I was a little bummed when I haven't done a segment with you guys in a while that Blitz was a part of it. I just I feel like his whole shtick is not for me. I don't I don't think he's funny. I don't like him. Even with Ronnie, he has to. 
Yes. Or I'm gonna. Uh, let me let me finish. I'm gonna send I'm, Ronnie. I'm gonna send my mother to you so you can fuck her. He's always adding, and to me, that's trying too hard. That's not funny. This bit was funny on its own, and we didn't need that. But whatever. I I don't I don't mess with him. I don't I don't bother him. I'll leave him alone. You know. Fuck How do you really John, feel? it's clear you guys have a. Uh, is Mike right in a way? We all know you're not going to send your mom over to I, Ronnie. I am serious about that. Though. I get her on the phone. I spoke to her about it. My mom is single. She is ready to go. She even said if Ronnie doesn't mind a woman with a double mastectomy, she is game and ready to go. I swear. I wouldn't make this up. Mike, your whole is life this- is making shit up, dude. Like every, like you, you suck up the Jason, you bring the fish concerts, like you're, you're full of shit. You're fake. You're a fake okay. person. Thank you. John, what's going on here? I was not aware of the big rivalry. I wasn't told about it. And, uh, what's going on here, John? Is there a way to straighten Really? I have out? no idea. Right. You know, I have no right. problem with Mike. He's a, he's a funny guy. He's a great musician. Dude, he's, uh, he's funny. Times, uh, we were what? on Zoom a while ago. He goes, Mike, we were with the whole staff. He goes, Mike, you realize no one here cares about you at all, right? Right. <laughs> just thought it was but like for him to say he likes me is completely disingenuous. Well, I, like, I, I didn't say I like you, I, but you have good music. You have great music. I complimented you when you got an original song on the air. Oh, you did? I think oh, you're really nice. funny. You're a good writer. You're a talented rapper. I really don't have a problem hey, there with you. It goes. There I, it goes. I, I don't. How, I'm being completely honest with you. I'm telling you, you're funny. You're a great rapper. How am I being negative? You're the guy who's been negative. It's you said, you know, this is whatever. It's always, it's always stick. It, yeah. It, All right. You know. Would it help? Well, I don't know. Ronnie, it's sad. Can I offer something? If Ronnie banged both of your moms while the two of you went out and got lunch and worked the shit out, I think. <laughs> no, I want to watch. I would mother, rather watch. Unlike John, and I'm not saying this against him, but my mother is married and uh, I would prefer she got divorced before she cheated on my father. But, you know, if she has right. to do it with anyone, I guess I want it to be Ronnie. <laughs> Well, let me tell you something. This is very illuminating. In fact, I, in fact, I, I, you know, I hesitate to say this, but there was one staffer who did show a picture to Ronnie of his mom. Ronnie was so, I don't know, he wanted to fuck her or something. I don't know what was going on, but this guy withdrew from the competition. He couldn't take it. He took his mom out. Uh, do you want to come forward and talk about that or do you want to remain anonymous? Uh, talk about your experience that Ronnie was so gross with his mother that he did not want to be a part of this. How about playing it? Can you play it? <laughs> I don't know. That's yeah. up to our mystery uh, staffer who had to withdraw from Ronnie's uh, lewd comments. Or do you not want to say anything? I'm, I'm, I, you're not on the spot here. You can, you can come forward if you only want to. And uh, I guess this person does not want to come does forward. Does not want to be known. Wow. Wow. Evidently, you were brutal with his mother. Wow. When you I don't say know brutal, you, I mean... When, I don't know if you were I'm... overly sexual or not sexual enough. I don't know. It shook mm. him. That's all I know. The quote was, Ronnie's yeah. comments about my mom shook me. Am I right, Jason? Wow. Yeah, no, that's, that's what happened. And, uh, you know, it's, it's unusual for someone to volunteer to be part of something, go through with it, and then take themselves out of it. You know, it's kind right. of what we signed up for, but... Yeah, this well, person was shook. Their, their silence speaks volumes. Hold on. Hold, hold on. on. Wait, I'm getting uh, a message. I'm getting a note that they just joined the Zoom, so they may be coming on. Okay, oh. let's see. Uh, Ronnie, evidently you shook one of the staffers with your evaluation. Well, of well I'm sorry, I, but, uh, you know, well, I didn't know, and uh, I gave my personal opinion. I'm sorry. Right, Who do you think it is, enough. Ronnie? I have no idea. I don't remember. Well, let's not say. Let's not say. Uh, oh, wait a oh. second. Oh. 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 Oh.
Oh. <laughs> yeah. This is uh, our, our, our staffer and one of Ronnie's favorites, uh, Mike Bagel Perlman. Boy. Mike, what happened for you? What was the experience? I didn't like? care. I really didn't care. I took it off because he he went into this whole thing that she looked like like my my mother had a hair tie. It's an old picture. She had a hair tie back. And he went into this whole thing about like, uh, oh, she looks like a lesbian. She might be a lesbian. You know, my mother's like really like, you know, feminine. She, you know, she works in fashion. Like I didn't, I, I felt kind of bad. I met mother that. a couple of times. I know, I know. So whatever. That's why, I, that's why I pulled out of it. I felt kind of bad, you know, but yeah, no, I was no, it. no, no, no. So big shot, I know big you, shot who, who likes to do all kinds of pranks. He fucking, he withdrew from it. Can you imagine? Mike, you your do? problem with Ronnie was you thought your mom was way more fuckable than Ronnie uh, gave her credit for. I, I don't know. I, don't, I didn't give a fuck. I mean, whatever you, whatever <laughs> no, you, you gave whatever a, honestly, you gave a that fuck. That was the only reason why I took it out for, and I told Sal that. I see. All right. Fair enough. Yeah, well, look at the caused... picture, Ronnie. I don't yeah, have it. But I have it. No, we didn't, we didn't uh, send it to him because uh, you asked him to be withdrawn. No, I don't have yeah. your picture, your mom's picture yeah. either. No, we okay. honored your wishes. We, we pulled her out. Well, let me say something. First of all, uh, there's a woman who wants to, um, hold on. I think she's at the door. M Mystery woman, please knock on the door. If you're there, you're ready? Okay. Everybody, it's Ronnie's mom who wants to make a statement, if you don't mind. Let me talk to Ronnie's mom. How you doing, Ronnie's mom? Yeah! Cut! Cut! <laughs> Haven't heard yeah. that in a long time. Mm -hmm. Yeah, mom. I had to get that out. <laughs> <laughs> Ronnie's mom, <laughs> welcome my, to Ronnie, look at him. He's a good-looking guy. Yeah, aren't He's I? He's my boy. Hi, Mom. How are hey, you? Hey, Ronnie. Been a while. so Tell handsome us. today. Everyone loves when you're on the air because we love Ronnie and we love your insights. Can you talk about Ronnie in a loving way and give us insights into oh, Ronnie? Oh, yeah. Yeah. Ronnie, you know, when Ronnie was a little baby, he used to suck on the binky with his little rosy red asshole lips. <laughs> you put a binky in his ass, <laughs> calms right down. It's a soother. I saved all his binkies. Ronnie put the ass in pacifier. <laughs> Let me tell you, a sweet even baby. In other words, even Ronnie's young... first word was was mommy, and his next six words were shove that rattle up my ass. <laughs> you know, you're such a lovely woman, and you did such a great job raising Ronnie. I always say Ronnie's uh, on time. He always took his job seriously. He's kind to people. You know, what's the secret of, with Ronnie? You know, I mean, I see where he gets his charm. I mean, the way you talk is so lovely, and you sound a lot like Ronnie, as a matter of fact. Yeah, he's a, you know, he's a good son, you know, and he always helped me out in the kitchen. If he, if I was making pies, like Ronnie always wanted me to take the, the batter and the blender and those beaters <laughs> and then shove them up his ass. Right. And then I would take it and put it back in the batter and it was nice and tangy. <laughs> he helped me out in the kitchen. What was what was Ronnie like as a kid? I mean, uh, what are your early memories? I breastfed him till he was nine, and then I would drop him off at the fourth grade with my tit in his mouth. It's not a sin to breastfeed your child. Look how smart my Ronnie turned out from all that tit milk. <laughs> and your your way of speech is so lovely, honestly. I mean, you sound a lot like Ronnie. I see where he gets it from. I I, I see, you know. I like your new glasses, Mom. 
Thank you, baby. Thanks, Ronnie. Yeah, the other ones kept falling off. <laughs> <laughs> you know, the, the things uh, fell off. The thing. You know, uh, Ronnie, Ronnie, remember when you got kicked out of Little League because you kept shoving the bats up your ass? Well. <laughs> That's my boy. He's like, batter up my ass. You were proud of him, huh? Mom? I was so proud of him. They should have thrown him out. He was great. Well, you know, did you think my staff was uptight about their moms? Ronnie, they should be honored that Ronnie yeah. was talking about their moms. Yeah, yeah, they were they were uptight about it, definitely. You know, I saw all those mothers' pictures, too. I cheer a dildo with any of those bitches. I'll tell you what. <laughs> but I, I am the hottest mother of them all. Right. Now, I got a five-star twat. What <laughs> lips? Now look, you gotta look at my pussy. You gotta look at it. I still got it. Look, I'm on camera, right? I can oh, show no. it to you. You got a you got a five star twat. You really do. I still got it. I'm 92. <laughs> Camera. I'll show you this whole fucking thing. You guys, don't lose your mind. You want to see my legs? No, I want to see your ass. Yeah. Oh, Ronnie wants to see your ass. <laughs> did you know, did you know that, that stuff uh, jiggles? You can shove anything you want in there. Did you know, Mrs. Munn, did you know Ronnie was looking under the door watching you get banged by your husband? Did you know about all that? Yeah, yeah, yeah. We brought strangers home, and uh, Ronnie watched. I think that's very healthy for a child, you know, because it's natural. Sex is natural. <laughs> so uptight about this shit. Yeah, exactly. Tell him. Tell him. You know. Yeah, yeah. Ronnie would watch, and uh, we would have people over, and uh, the door was always open. That's how we were. We were nudists. Right, right. <laughs> well, I can see where Ronnie gets his sexuality from. Uh, well, anyway, yeah. I mean, yeah, yeah. Well, yeah. you are, you are, you are lovely. It gives us real insight into Ronnie. Um, Mike Perlman, I'm sorry, your mom. Do you want me to play your uh, Ronnie's evaluation of your mom, Mike? I don't or care not. at this point. I don't care at this, this point. You can play it. Yeah, I don't want to hurt the guy, man. No, it's all right. You can I'm not like I'm not like him. I, I you know, <laughs> I don't hurt people. That's right. You're a peaceful man. You can play it. All right. As long as you say it's okay. If it's not, though, I won't. Um, but you you say it's okay. Yeah, go ahead, play it. All right, all right. Here's Ronnie talking about Mike. She mom. looks like she's very muscular. Small boobs. She has very muscular thighs and arms and chest. It looks like she would have probably have more fun with a girl. Just my personal opinion. I don't think she would be fun in bed. If she did, you know, want to do it, she just want to get it over with, put it in, get it done, and uh, let's uh, let's move on. Let's go back outside and sit in the sun. I would give her a five. Don't oh. you think, Mike, that your that mom wasn't would so actually... terrible? Oh. I'm honest. Yeah, Ronnie's honest. Yeah. Well, I was. <laughs> thank you, Mom. If you if you think about it, I was basically describing Mike because he's the same <laughs> way. He's he's always wants know. to sit in the sun and be tan. 
He's yeah. got, he's got you know his arms. He's always got to show his arms. He don't got his big arms. Arms. You know what I'm saying? This I was basically describing him, so I wasn't being mean. She don't have big. You make it look like she's like fucking the cold bass in that picture, dude. She doesn't look like that. <laughs> what if we have a menage a trois? Turn those two fives into a ten. My mom, Mike oh, Perlman's mom. Oh, come Don't leave me out. Oh, and the <laughs> menage a quatre. Let's a menage say. Menage a trois. Awesome. Go back to putting up pictures on Twitter. How so, Mike, in other words, Ronnie was a little bit harsh uh, with your mom. No, and, I wasn't. Uh, yeah, really. Not really. You know, I just felt I, I was okay with it. But then I don't know. I just felt like, I don't know, maybe I shouldn't. Uh, I kind of pulled back at the last minute. Yeah, well, I, if I was point, your mom, I would say uh, she should be proud of that evaluation. Ronnie's going to uh, say uh, keep his hands off her. I think that's a good thing. Yeah, but he good, wants uh, to have sex with Mike. I don't understand. Yeah. No, I don't. <laughs> <laughs> what do well, you, you do, think, Mike? Did you have you think Mike's the most attractive guy on the staff, uh, Ronnie. You made that clear when you were hypnotized to be a woman. You wanted Mike. Yeah. yeah. Mike yeah. Perlman. Mike Perlman. Mike Perlman. Okay. <laughs> Calm down, bullet holes. Mike Perlman. <laughs> Mrs. Mund, what is it with Ronnie? Certain staffers, he for some reason, he doesn't get along with Mike. He thinks Mike messed with his bagel or something. Do you, do you know about this? Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. I got a bagel. I'll show you my bagel. Oh, God. <laughs> <laughs> Mrs. Munn. <laughs> That's a bagel. Don't yeah. mess with it unless you're going to stick your cock in it. <laughs> I live right. in a um, nursing what a, what home a now. You know, I'm in Forest Hills. You know oh, that, that, right? You guys got to <laughs> come down. I yell, come every fucking Friday, right? And then all the fucking old bitches come wheeling down the hall walkers come out of the walls it's time for an old twat orgy you guys you be the youngest hottest ones there everybody will be you're old the old most feet. sexual mom i've ever met i see where ronnie mm -hmm. gets his sexual libido from it's from you mom and uh, really you are something She's hot. Are so free She's hot. she is oh, hot. yeah you get hornier as you mom. get older Mom, tell them about the bat she used to give me. She used to rub her clit until she squirted in the tub, <laughs> and I would paint it with squirt water. <laughs> oh, yeah. yeah. You know, Ronnie has gotten even hornier the older he gets. And you, you get say hornier. The, he gets that from you, huh? Definitely. I think it's, I think it's true. You know, I, I got this 90-year-old guy. He gives me a rim job, and then he leaves his teeth in my ass. <laughs> yeah, I go to take a shit, and I hear this clankety clank clank. I look in the bowl, and his fucking teeth are in there. Call the motherfucker. He shoves his head in the bowl. He's like bobbing for teeth. People in here are crazy. Mrs. Munn, whenever people ask me about you, I say, you know, the creepy apple doesn't fall far from the tree. That's always my comment. You and Ronnie yeah. are so much alike. I wish you would have driven me in the car sometimes, you know. I'll drive you in the car. I'll yeah. drive you right over here to Forest Hills and get you in this orgy. Well, you know. <laughs> gotta get in here. I'm By the telling way, you, it's an open invitation. You know, I gotta tell you, what a fabulous bit this has been to hear Ronnie evaluate all the moms. Yeah. And, uh, and also to have a visit from Mrs. Mund. You've lived such a full life, Mrs. Mund. Uh, really, uh, even to this day, you're like your son, still, you're still yeah. having sex with that old guy and in in, in his teeth. <laughs> 
It's just fantastic. Teeth fell out. Yeah, we were doing my ass. Yeah, I know, <laughs> I know. <laughs> You're starting to repeat yourself. I'm worried about the Alzheimer's. You better, uh, you better watch. That. Well, yeah, yeah. I, I, what did you say? <laughs> <laughs> you know, no, I do I want blown. to remind. Yeah. Yes, Mrs. Mund. No, I was going to tell you, I was blowing this ninety-year-old guy, <laughs> and his his load was so old, I had to chew it before swallowing. Oh, it was like that Barnamo's Turkish taffy shit. Remember that? Yeah, yeah. Silly putty. Is that what happens with these old motherfuckers? Oh yeah, I know. I, I, you, you know, I like made Ronnie. a Super Bowl out of the fucking load. <laughs> oh, I didn't know these you. guys. They, they, it, it's like sticky. You say the guys in the old age home, their load is like Turkish taffy. It gets so sticky and uh, and chewy. Yeah, I eat it anyway. Right. <laughs> well, you let me tell chew you. chew it, though. It's, it's chewy. Right. Well, you know, I do want to say one thing as we sum this up. I know, Mike, there's some hard feelings of Mike Perlman between you and Ronnie. But let's remember that when Ronnie was hypnotized and he was a woman, I'm going to go back in time and play this for you. This is Ronnie as Angelina. Very badly. Remember this, Mrs. Mon? He very badly wanted to fuck Mike Perlman. Here it is. <laughs> okay, Angelina. Who's the guy on the staff you really want to fuck and tell me what you do to him? Well, he kind of, he's kind of like a behind-the-scenes guy, so I don't, I don't know if anybody would know who he was. That's the problem. Mm, who is it? <laughs> it's just us. Oh. <laughs> he's fucking smoking hot. Who is smoking hot? Who is it? Mike Perlman. Mike, Mike Perlman? Mike Perlman. <laughs> what would you do to Mike Perlman? <laughs> He's got, rugged, oh. right? He's rugged. Yeah. He's got shot. He got shot. Right. <laughs> shot. He's a bad boy, you know? Right. He'd fuck his brains out. Oh! That would be like, see, you would be like, I say clear your calendar for the day. He would be a weekend deal. <laughs> uh, Mike, I hope you remember that fondly that Ronnie wanted you so badly, even though times have been bad lately. That uh, yeah, I don't. I mean, I don't know how to feel about that, man. It's like, uh, <laughs> I don't know if it's a good thing or a bad thing. It's probably it's a, bad a good thing. thing. When Ronnie turns into a girl, he wants you. It's it's lovely to hear, isn't it, Mrs. Munn? Ronnie as a girl wanting to fuck so badly. Yeah, he's very in touch with his feminine side, the yin <laughs> and the yang. I yeah. think that's very well balanced. Yeah, you know, a, like he's he's, so he's secure with his masculinity, and right, when he's right. getting when he's getting it up the ass, <laughs> he don't care <laughs> who's giving it to him. He wants it up the fucking ass. Right he now we have now. an exclusive. We have an exclusive at our door. Is look at this. This is Mike Perlman's mom. She says she's feminine and wants to have sex with Ronnie. Go ahead, uh, Mrs. Hey, Perlman. this is girl. Gertrude Perlman. How you doing, Ronnie? <laughs> <laughs> Ladies and gentlemen, this is uh, Gertrude Perlman. Go ahead, Mrs. Perlman. What do you want to yeah. say? You know, I just want to, I want to tell Ronnie, you know, just because I could bench 400 pounds, it doesn't make me any less of a woman, Ronnie. You got to understand, I'm very feminine, okay? Uh, Mike, your mother and you do sound alike. Uh, why don't you say hi to your mom? And have hey, Mom, how you doing? I love you. <laughs> Yeah, I, lo I love you. How you doing, Mikey? Good. <laughs> what, what time are you going to the gym today? Today we're going uh, eight o'clock. 
Yeah, I might go with seven. I got to do legs. Doing legs thing. Yeah, but I want to talk to Ronnie. I want to have sex with Ronnie. I'm kind of turned on. I want to pick you up and toss you around. I want to take off. Yeah. Mike, how much do you bench when you go to the gym? What is your routine when you go to the gym? Uh, you know, you do one thing a day. Right. You do chest one day, do back one day, you do, uh, you know, uh, shoulders the other day, arms, legs the next day. And Mrs. You focus Perlman, on one thing a day. All are the you parts. the same? What do you do? Yeah, I usually do a lot of chest. Here, take a look. I'll flex my tits for you. <laughs> 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 yeah, I could break a, I could break a beer can between my tits. <laughs> what I want to really so do, I love. Yes. I See, love I was that. right about her. See? Yeah. You know, I love you guys, when you Ronnie guys, wears those Easter egg colored uh, undershirts. I want to, I want to <laughs> take it off and fuck him in his ass. <laughs> <laughs> well, yeah. Mrs. Perlman, you sound lovely. Mike, your mom is lovely. Lovely, Thank you. lovely, lovely. And, uh, and, uh, and I'm sure the two of you, when you talk about life together, do people ever say sometimes, when I, Mike, when you pick up the phone, do they say, oh, hello, Mrs. Perlman? Because you do. It's uncanny how much the two of you sound alike. <laughs> Happens all the time. Yeah, I sound a lot more ladylike, so I, I, I never really understand when people have said that. But you got to see me crack walnuts with my ass, too. <laughs> well, that's exercise. Mike's biceps are 17 inches. I, I measured them with him over Zoom. And also, Mike claims he could snap an iPhone. I had him breaking things for me. He is the strongest guy I think I've ever seen ever in life. <laughs> Mike, are you the strongest guy in life? That, that, uh, that's what know? Blitz says. That's what uh, Actually, no. People in the back office, I don't know if Mike knows this, do think that you might take supplements or steroids, anything nah, about... No, he nah, just takes a supplement. shake. He just uh, takes a shake. Nah, well, natural. You know. Yeah, he's a real deal. Howard, I will say in the summer when we do meetings, he does love to go to the sleeveless shirts. <laughs> I don't wear sleeveless shirts to me. Mike, make a statement because hey, I also want to hear from you, I wear Mike. my sleeveless shirt. <laughs> Mike, Mike uh, make a statement. You do not, do you or do you not take any kind of uh, supplements? No, I take like supplements you buy at GNC and stuff, but I don't take any uh, steroids, no. And Mrs. Perlman, what about the uh, rumor about you? Do you take any supplements? <laughs> no, nah, just some testosterone. And a little, like, <laughs> this is natural to keep, uh, keep natural, my 70-inch biceps up. Yeah. <laughs> right, right, right. When Mike was a baby, did he have a big penis, uh, Mrs. Perlman? Oh, yeah. I used to feed him creatine and all kinds of supplements. <laughs> he was the strongest baby. Beat the shit out of any of the uh, kindergartners. Yeah, all, yeah. He's a good guy, though. Mike, I love is that Mike. true? Mike, is that true? Did you used to beat the shit out of all the other kindergartners? All the kindergartners. Beat them up. Right? Uh, 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 uh. Mrs. Yeah. Perlman, um, what did you think about the whole controversy? Did Mike hide Ronnie's bagel? You know what's interesting about that? I talked to Mikey about this. And the interesting thing with Ronnie's bagel is that he uses the, the Irish butter with it. <laughs> I, I think that's a telltale sign that Mike didn't fuck with it because... Mike wouldn't even go near Irish butter like those. <laughs> that would ruin your your uh, your uh, your muscle fat index. You know that would put too much fat. So to even go near that butter is ridiculous. You know, I, I side with Mikey. <laughs> Mike, uh, but what is but about what your mom says? You would never go near Irish. butter. No, Irish butter is not good. That's bad. Mike, <laughs> old fat. Yeah. Mrs. Perlman, is it true? Mike uh, was so muscular as a baby, he bent the bars of his crib. <laughs> yeah, that's, we had a steel reinforce. But that's what he did, yeah. 
<laughs> well, yeah. these stories of the staff and their moms. Mrs. Mund, you too. Thank you so much for all yeah. the Ronnie stories. By the way, my mother is so strong, she can snap a laptop in a pussy. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I got strong arms. You want to see my arms? No, let's yeah, see a let pussy see. again, Mom. Please. Here oh, you go. God. Ready? That is strong. I can take all y'all on. Come on. Yeah. Come well, on, first tills. How much can you lift with that pussy? Night. I'm glad at least you start shaving, Mom. Mom, because I remember when I was a kid and I would see your pussy. It was so hairy. <laughs> I thought yeah. you liked it like that. <laughs> so yeah, well, I couldn't see a clip, my though. <laughs> well, oh, yeah, I'll show you my clip. <laughs> what a home run. Uh, well, that kind of wraps it up for Ronnie Mund, his rating staff mom. Ronnie Mund, his rating staff mom. Yeah. Ronnie I got to tell you, what a what a what a surprise. There you go. Staffers, moms all coming under Ronnie's evaluation. Ronnie, a big home run. We might have to do this again as you continue to be a sex expert on this show. Happy Mother's Day. That is really something else. <laughs> yes. Uh, happy Mother's Day to all the moms. <laughs> all the moms. Thank and, you. Uh, yeah, thank you, Mike Perlman's mom, uh, Mrs. Perlman. Thank you. Uh, thank you, I'm Ronnie. I, I got it. I got shot eight times. I want you to. Look. <laughs> <laughs> you got shot too, just like your son, huh? <laughs> yeah, I want to show him to Ronnie. I want to. I want to feel your mustache rubbing up against my mustache. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Take here. it easy, mom. <laughs> All right. All right, moms. Everybody easy. Uh, let, let, well, there he is. There's Ronnie and Mrs. Munn. Thank you again, of course. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, cunt. You know, Ronnie loves to yell out cunt, and so do you. It's amazing. The, the You see you see how, where it all comes from as that she yells out That whole family line, yeah. What, give me your top five things to yell out, Mrs. Munn. You know, you got cunt. That's a big one, right? Cunt's a big one. <laughs> I got a big one. And it's cut. Hey, mom. What about, uh, do you like to yell out mom, 69? Are you in the bathroom? Yeah, I'm in the bathroom. <laughs> it's the best room in the house. You're I'm taking in the a fucking shit? bathroom. I just made a smoothie. Yeah. <laughs> all right, all right. You're all woman, Mrs. Munn. Let's see. Do you like yeah. to yell out 69? Do you ever do that like Ronnie does? 69. <laughs> 69. Yeah. 69, yeah. All right. Well, there you go. You can see Mrs. Monday. She's just like those her son. lungs. The lungs. That's what 69. Does. 69. 69. That's my favorite number. 69. Ronnie used to watch us do that all the time. That's how we learn how to do it. Right, Ronnie? Right, Mom. He's got technique. He sure he knows does. how to do it. Well, I don't want to even go into the fact that Ronnie said he used to see his mom's bush a lot. Yeah, yeah that's yeah. weird. Oh, that's yeah. Not a lot, but sometimes. Enough. <laughs> no, sometimes. Well, once, remember. Sometimes yeah, you why couldn't help. Yeah. Why Back were you always in the 70s, you didn't shave. And if you put on a pair of pantyhose, you got a flat bush. 
That's the way it was. Might as well go to Brooklyn. Isn't that, you isn't had that... a fucking flat bush. Ronnie liked that shit. Because he liked the hair and the way the stench stayed in there. You like the smell? No, that's that was pheromones. That's like going back to like when we was Neanderthals. Right. That's primal. That's animal. It's just in other words, the, the pubic hair would trap the stink yeah. of your pussy and then Ronnie would like to smell it. Oh, he loved that. <laughs> oh, yeah. <laughs> Oh, yeah, and then, and then he wanted to get pegged. <laughs> well, it's always, so, it's always so nice when you visit. Thank you so much, Mrs. Mond. And, and uh, you know what I always say? You're a chip off the old creep. You really are. <laughs> Thank you. I think that's a compliment. It sure enough is. You better believe yeah, it. Let me show you my clam. Mrs. Mann, thank you for that. Thank you, Mrs. Yeah, well, Mann. I'm in good shape. You are. You're lovely. I'm 92. I love you. There's a thing that goes on. I didn't even know anything about this. It is the world's biggest music contest called Eurovision. This um, It starts tonight, but no one in America really pays attention to it because Americans don't care about it. They don't participate in it, but it's the biggest thing in Europe. Eurovision is where every European country submits one original song to face off in a competition to find the best song in Europe. And uh, I guess America doesn't participate because... I think they're starting one here. Are they? It'll be an American vision. You know, mm. it won't include other countries. Well, uh, like, for example, Latvia, Fred's home country, they entered the contest this year. With a song called Eat Your Salad. It's like the biggest song in Latvia. And I was listening Eat to it. Eat Your Salad? Eat Your Salad. And yeah, that's, and it's a big, no <laughs> joke. I'm not making a joke. This is like a big song in Latvia. And I'm listening to this. I go, this is what they listen to in Latvia. It's like, good Lord. I mean, you got so much great music. What, what the fuck? Didn't they grab a Billie Eilish uh, record? Or I, maybe they, I mean, th this is the big song in Latvia. Here you go. Instead of meat, I eat veggies and pussy. I like them both fresh, like them both juicy. I ride my bicycle to work instead of car. All of my groceries are divided by weight and stored in glass jars. Got my reusable bag, that swag, my flags, my flags. That's going to be on TV. Song. Yep. <laughs> The song is wow. about how people will want to fuck you if you're eco-friendly. And um, and like Greta Thunberg, you know, she's a huge fan of the band. Because oh, yeah, I would imagine so. I think they were yeah. singing to her. It's like a political song. Like, eat salad, be a vegetarian, and, you know, you'll get a lot of pussy. <laughs> how dare you? And, um, well, this is a weird fact. Greta Thunberg's mother, Milena Emin represented Sweden in 2009's Eurovision with an opera pop song called La Voix. Oh, this is Greta Thunberg here. Yeah. <laughs> opera pop. <laughs> Making my point that music is really shitty, which makes no sense. I mean, Europe is giving us great music. Thank you. 
<laughs> Made me want to sing. The bar's pretty low on that contest. <laughs> I might enter this song. Here's a song I think we should enter in the Eurovision. I think this would... I love money, 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 money. <laughs> I love pussy, 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 pussy. I love pussy, 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 pussy. I said money. 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 Sing it, Pete. I actually think that is a good song. Better than uh, it's eat better your than salad. the one you played, Eat Your Salad, yeah. yeah. Better than Eat Your Salad. You've been following this story about the guy who grew his pe he his penis fell off. He says that his this was years ago, his penis I, I it I don't know, he had some kind of circulation problem where his penis turned black and fell oh, off and okay. fell off in the toilet. The New York Post, I think, said it fell off in the... When they reported on the story, when I first read about it, there was confusion because I, I think they said it fell on the floor. But it, it, what's the It really difference? fell in the toilet. <laughs> it, it, the guy claimed in a documentary that his penis... For, this is a real story. His penis fell off in the toilet, and he was all bummed out, and of course, as any guy would be. And then they figured out somehow how to grow a penis on his arm and it's this huge penis that was on his arm for 6 years it took 6 years to grow a penis <laughs> not to grow the penis but for the what? doctors to finally take the penis off his arm and put it into his crotch took 6 Why years 6 years they say this is crazy they say uh it was a scheduling mix up that there was a problem with the doctors and they were unable to move the penis because of staff shortages, COVID, and scheduling mix-ups. So for six years, the dude had uh, a penis. Yeah. And it's just, just <laughs> picture, like, on your forearm is this huge cock. I mean, it's huge. I got a picture of the thing. <laughs> but this year, they finally performed the 19-hour surgery. Oh, sorry. Nine-hour surgery to sew the penis into his, you know, penis area. And now he's able to get an erection with the help of a pump. One of those penis right. pumps they install. I was going to say, it probably only works with a pump. Yeah, but all right. Listen, he's got something to work with. I was fascinated to read that there were like scheduling mix-ups. How could this go six years? I just yeah, really, yeah. that's like crazy. Every time something came up that was more important than putting this guy's penis in, in the right place. I would have been livid. I would have said to a doctor, can't we all wear masks and you can, you know, <laughs> put this penis on me? I mean, but it my wasn't God. just COVID. It was apparently all kinds of scheduling problems. I, what hospital is this? They're terrible at scheduling. Here's what I have. Malcolm, that's the guy's name. Malcolm designed his penis with the help of surgeons and added an extra two inches to it, making it six inches in total. And there's a picture of it on his arm. Jesus Christ, that is fucking wild. It is a big, thick cock. Good for what him. did he wear over it? You know, because you can't just go flashing your cock, even if it's not in your pelvis, can you? Well, yeah, that's funny, because look, I'll show you exactly. I don't know if you can see this. There's his cock. There's his arm. And you see he's wearing like a, 
He's wearing like a like a big bulky sweater to hide right, the cock, and right, then he wears yeah. a wrist. He wore a wristband to hold the cock up against his uh, forearm. Right, because I was going to yeah. say, like, he, it's a cock. You can't be flashing uh, that. That's <laughs> a big ass cock, bigger than mine. In fact, the guy he designed it. He made it six inches in total, which was two inches bigger than what he had. Well, wouldn't you do that if you, you know, were making your penis over? Yeah. Damn, fuck. I would have made it 10 inches. <laughs> Man, I, I love it. But th but then the, the funny thing was, like, I had kind of forgotten about the story. But then there was this whole big thing I was seeing on Twitter where Kate Beckinsale, the beautiful actress, she put out a statement about this guy. She said she was looking for news that didn't make her want to jump out a window. And she saw this whole thing about this guy, Malcolm, who had his penis transplant following. And she just said, like, gee, this story made me feel good. This guy got his penis back. Well, now, you know, guys, right? as soon as he like a girl talks a to date, you, right? <laughs> yeah, right, right. So now he's like putting out there, hey, if Kate Beckinsale wants to fuck, I want to, you know. <laughs> He told the Sun newspaper he would take her out for a sausage and chips and treat her to a pint down at the local boozer. But I think he thinks like maybe uh, Kate Beckinsale's interested in trusting Yeah, but him. that's exactly how men, yeah. like if they, you, you know, get a girl who's going to like you, <clears throat> the guy just immediately thinks there's no work to be done. <laughs> well, I'll just get her and fuck her. Well, he didn't say he'd fuck her. He did say he'd take her out to dinner. But I know what he's thinking. I'm a dude, so. Right. Sticking That's what I'm pussy. saying. That You know, the way he's even saying it, it's not even like an introduction. He's already past that. Oh, yeah. You know, I want to just meet right. her to thank her or whatever. No. Right to, oh, we're going to go to the pub. Guys get a dick for 10 minutes and right away they think they're Pete Davidson. Doesn't work like that. Doesn't work that way, but uh, yeah, anyway. Woman still needs to have, you know, some romance. Yep. Especially a Kate Beckinsale. No, that's uh, a any beauty. woman. Any woman you think, you know, likes you, don't automatically assume you're already done with all the work. If a woman even, like, said hello to me, I assume she liked me. You know what I mean? <laughs> I'd be like, oh, she wants it. Okay, I'll ask her out. <laughs> but that's what guys think. They're like, oh, yeah. then let's, you know. Let's go fuck. Oh, here's a guy, Derek, who wants to uh, tell me that the Eurovision contest is all amateur. I don't know anything about this, Derek. What are you saying? That uh, in order to enter, it's got to be a song that's never been on the charts? Yeah. Hey, Howard. First time, long hey. time. Yeah, basically, it's, um, it's all amateurs. Like, each country would do their own sort of competition with amateur oh. singers. And then they, the winner goes into the Eurovision. And it's like you said, Latvia, listen to this music, they don't. Like, we wouldn't, I'm Irish, we wouldn't listen. We'd listen to it once in a while, but it was basically, it's basically an amateur's competition. They get more viewers. And, they get more viewers for oh, this yes, thing huge, than, like, than the Super Bowl yeah. here in America. I forget, what were the numbers? Yeah. As kids, we used to sit around, like I remember as kids, we'd sit around the TV waiting for our country to come on and waiting to see how many uh, votes we got. And it was, the whole country would be watching the, yeah. um, the Eurovision. Yeah, it was like a sports event. The country is represented, so everybody's invested in how their country exactly. is going to do. Yeah. yeah. Howard, I forget how, yeah, how many I, people I watched the Super Bowl? It was 112 million. 
And how many in Eurovision? <clears throat> I think it was 173 million. Wow. It's like uh, unbelievable. Well, hey, all right. Something new. I learn something new every day on this show. 183 right, million. 183 million. All right. <clears throat> Thanks. Thanks, Derek. Yeah, it's been around for all a right, while. Thanks. Oh, you heard of it, huh? I never heard of it. Uh, I actually travel, Howard. I've seen episodes That's of true. Eurovision when I've been in part. You're very uh, worldly. That's true. <laughs> never heard of it. And it's such a huge thing. <laughs> hey, Gary, give me an update real quick on the Yankees and the Mets. What's the deal? <clears throat> um, well, I'm fascinated by this. The Yankees and Mets have sucked for so long, and now they're both doing well. Are they still doing well? Still doing great. Uh, I think the Mets are 20 and 10, and the Yankees are even a little bit better. Um, mm. Both had good weekends. A lot of rainouts this weekend, but yeah, they're both still in first place. I might have to start watching again. They're going to actually really play baseball? Well, could you really sit through a baseball game? I don't know. I mean, maybe I could if I was there. But. Later in the season when it may, starts to mean something, <laughs> yeah. I can't do all the buildup. I was going to do a phony phone call here, but since we're talking sports, maybe I should do baseball blunders with J.D. And we can What's do that, that tomorrow. Uh, J.D. went ahead and pulled some clips of people fucking up on television. <laughs> but um, maybe I'll get to that. Tomorrow. I'll, I'll leave you with a phony phone call. How's that? People love that shit. Uh, Britney Spears. This is a phony phone call with Britney Spears and Tan Mom. You'll like this. Britney Spears. Really? Yeah, well, Brit Britney Spears has been free from that wacky conservatorship she somehow ended up in somehow her father was running her life and now she's free free to be free to be me free to be um, Brittany. free to be Brittany. she doesn't appear to be ready to start performing or recording anytime soon however our britney spears impressionist is ready to get back to the studio and who better to guide her than tan mom <laughs> well she is a recording artist you guys know Tan Mom, of course. Tan Mom <clears throat> made headlines when she was accused of tanning her child in a salon in 2012. <laughs> she was, of course, found not guilty, Robin. She says she never did that. She became our resident pop star when she debuted her song, Free to Be Me. Free to Be Me, on our show back in 2018. She's back one more time. I never love she. Was she ever not free to be Patricia Marie? What was the, you know, like, well, I don't understand that song. Oh, her perception in the press. She was, I see. you know, she was fighting an image that she didn't put out. Call me nuts based on what I heard in that past segment. I think she could win Eurovision. <laughs> I do. Why doesn't she just go over to another country? <laughs> right. Well. And submit a song. You'll like this. Our Britney impersonator called Tam Mom to say how much that song inspired her. Uh-huh. Britney wanted Tam Mom's advice on balancing a career and being a mom. 
They even brainstormed on a new song. But sadly, there were creative differences. Here it is, Uh-oh. this exclusive conversation between Britney Spears and Tan Mom. Hello. Hey, Patricia, this is Britney Spears. How are you? Oh, my God. Hi. You're such an inspiration to me. Thank you, my sweet. Thank you. We're both moms, and we're both pop stars. And now we're both free. Yep. Your song, Free to Be Me, got me through some really hard times. Oh, that's so sweet of you. I listened to Free to Be Me nonstop when I was in my conservatorship, and I would dream about being free like you one day. She's free to be Patricia Marie, see, see. Yeah, we're free to be me. That's why you're such a strong woman. What do you usually do when you go into the studio? What's your process? Um, Hang out with the producers, and, and then we come up with whatever comes out of our mouth. Wow, I love that. This is exactly why I called you. You have amazing advice. Oh, well, I'm a fan of yours, too. I'm trying to get back into music now since my conservatorship, and I could really use your help. Oh, Brittany. I was thinking maybe we could try to sing together and sort of brainstorm. Okay. I heard you're pregnant. Yes. So we could sing about babies and being a parent. Yeah, just come up with whatever comes out of our mouth. Okay. I'm finally having my baby. I want her to be free just like you and me. Babies and children, what it becomes to be the best mom there is to be. Babies should be free to do whatever they want. Britney Spears, you're gonna be a new mom. You are the best. If my baby wants to drink from the toilet, that's okay with me. The most important thing is to be free. No, I don't think the baby should drink from the toilet. And mom, you're talking like my dad. Are you trying to conservator me? Oh, no, no, no. Just baby toilets. I don't know. I mean, you put your baby in a tanning bed. You really just fucked with the wrong bitch. I never ever put her in a tanning bed and then you're talking about putting your child that you don't even have yet in in front of a toilet bowl you're being so mean to me right now you sound just like my dad i I don't give a flying shit you son of a bitch get a life well maybe i will you're acting like a tan jerk to me yeah you're singing about putting your unborn child in a toilet if they want to, yes, I will let my baby be free, and that's why I'm a better mom than you. You're not a better mom than me. I'm a great mom, the best mom in the whole freaking world. You're not one. I am. I have two children, and I'm going to have another one, and I'm going to oh, really? let her play they? with a plastic bag if she Where wants to. Where are they? Where are your kids? People who live in ten houses shouldn't throw stones. Go fuck yourself. I'm done. Goodbye. Hmm. Well, you see, it didn't work oh, out. Oh, my goodness. It was going to, it's so, so as a funny singer, to me because Tan Mom is always happy to hear from celebrities, but it generally doesn't work out in the end. <laughs> I said to Sal, I go, um, what's with Tan Mom that she always just write? Is it really real that she <laughs> believes it's Britney Spears right away? He goes, oh, yeah. <laughs> Sal, does she ever doubt that it's not Britney Spears? I mean, it's no, never. Howard, she thought I was Ray Liotta once when she first came on the show. Yeah. I spoke to her. Right. <laughs> I mean, I know. I I'm... remember you, you walked in and you said, hi, I'm Ray Liotta. And she was yeah. like, oh, hey, I'm a big fan. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and, and she could see you. Yeah. It doesn't yeah. matter. Wow. What is that? She's amazing. Wild. <laughs> She's amazing. I don't know. <laughs> She's amazing. <laughs> <laughs> oh.
Well, anyway, uh, wow. That was some collaboration. As a singer, Robin, you must really be impressed with seeing the process of... Uh... Well, it was. It was very interesting being in that creative bubble with them, listening to them say whatever came to their minds. As I follow. As mom would say. <coughs> Excuse me. Bless you. Bless you. Yeah, that was cool. I love sneezing so much, but <laughs> I was going to say, I do. I love it. I love involuntary Thing, like having no control and it's such a, it's almost like an orgasm it's a release it's weird with you i know i love sneezing it's like never, farting through your the, nose like, you know it feels good it you feels like good. farting too or just sneezing oh yeah <laughs> sneezing sneezing i like sneezing <laughs> farting means i've overeaten or I, you know bloated but uh yeah anyway um I follow Britney Spears and like she's now that she's free to be Britney Spears because her father doesn't run her business. It seems mostly, at least from, in, you know, social media, she posts like like half nude or nude photos of herself with her hands covering her tits, like just so you don't see the nipples and a single like emoji covering her vagina. But she's basically naked. And a lot of times she's kind of like dancing or doing a suggestive dance. OK, is she pregnant um, or is she not? I, I think she is, isn't she? I don't know. That I, I don't know. know. That I don't know. But the comments I read, and they're mixed, you know. Some of the fans praise her, and some fans are asking if she's okay and why is she posing nude so often. So, Well, see, that's is, what uh, I'm saying. If, if you're looking at nude photos, wouldn't you see a baby bump or something? Well, I mean, I haven't looked at anything recently, but, uh. you know, I remember pretty much now since the, you know, the emancipation from her father, pretty much naked a lot. It seems well, how that else would you know you're free? You know, Dad would always yeah. say, "Put on some clothes." So <laughs> yeah. you take off your clothes, and nobody says anything. You're free. When my dad was controlling my life, uh, I was never nude. <laughs> yeah. Put on your clothes. <laughs> well, anyway, the recording session between Britney Spears and Tan Mom was cut short, but we didn't let it go to waste. We took every little morsel we had and produced a top pop song ah yep ready to present to you the new single from fake has Britney tan Spears mom heard mom. this song because she might rethink her her dismissal of britney did you play it for her Sal? i did not play it. this is she's hearing it today for the first time all right, all right. this is called uh toilet drinking baby <laughs> here we go <laughs> Goodbye. That's how you turn a negative into a positive. There you go. Make a Make song lemons. Out of it. Or yeah. lemonade out of just some lemons. We've just been told it's number one in Latvia after one play. <laughs> <laughs> Fred loves it. Why is well, that Latvian guy singing in English? 
I don't know. I don't, and I don't know why all the songs have to be uh, in English. All of them have to be in English. But uh, I guess it's international. Well, maybe it's because it's the only language that really matters. Let's be honest. <laughs> don't you think so? I mean, you know, we are the number one. Well, country it's with the most it's considered an international language. You know, right. that uh, people do uh, pay attention because guess what? The whole monetary system is based on the dollar. God, the world would be so much better if everyone would just speak English. We just like now. <laughs> Instead said, of that okay. gobbledygook they speak at their homes. Yeah. Oh my God. I heard a guy, I was taking a walk yesterday. I heard a guy pass me by and he was just like, you know, nah, 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 nah. And I'm like, how the fuck? I said to my wife, how is that a language? I mean, yeah. like he's on the phone. He's like, nah, 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 nah. and then he's got the thing on, he's got it on speaker. So you can hear the other guy and the other guy's like, nah, 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 nah. <laughs> Seem no to know what they're talking about. Along. <laughs> yeah. It's so annoying when people don't speak English, but what are you going to do? All right, listen, we did enough show today. Tomorrow, I do want to remind you, Smashing Pumpkins, Jane's Addiction. You know what I'm talking about. Be there or be square and so much more. And we'll see you tomorrow.